Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Kaka to Wingatui, it's Marina to all of Aotearoa. This is Baz McCullum and Izzy Dag, and this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. It's Wednesday, the 21st of July, and it's just after 6 a.m. Lots to chat through today. Being a Wednesday, we'll try to bring a few light-hearted chats to your midweek. Download the SEN app, and also, we want to hear from you, so give us a call 0800 150 811 or text us on double eight double three. Let's say Morena to our flair, our colour, the man with the best goose step on the globe. Good morning, is. Good morning, my good mate, Bears. Ah, oh, goose step? Wow, bringing back some good memories, but it's great to be here again. Day three, uh, the energy's up. I'm really excited. I'm pretty sore today, to be honest, Bez. Let's talk about why you're sore is. What did you get up to last night? I thought it'd be a great idea to go, uh, I'm just finding that inner peace, that inner self, and I'm trying to figure out a routine. So I've decided the last two days I'm going to go do some exercise at night with uh, one of my good friends, Henry. So I thought we did boxing the night before. That was nice and good, you know, studio boxing, Newmarket, getting in there, dark room so you can actually hide and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was good but yesterday I went into sweat Pilates and so that's the like, hot one right oh. the, well obviously a sweat I mean what, what sort of questions oh, mate, I, sweat, of I sweat walking anyway <laughs> so I don't need to go into hot room Pilates but we go in this room and there's unbelievable athletes everywhere and then I walk in and I jump on my yoga mat it's 40 degrees heat oh and you word. just work hard for an hour and there's no escaping it. So you do you uh, actually a Pilates or a yoga? Like First yoga? time. See, <laughs> <laughs> so no soft entry. Just and that's what I said to my friend. I said, "Mate, like oh, this ease into things. Hey, eh? I, I haven't trained for three three years. Looking at me." <laughs> <laughs> so he said, "No, no, it would be fine. Honestly, if you can do what we've done previously, boxing, hit classes, you'd be able to do this. But this was pretty tough mentally. Forty degree heat, no rest." 
uh, trying to rediscover some abs that I had three years ago. So I apologise, abs, if you're in there. <laughs> I can actually feel I'm pretty sore, pretty sore in the, in the core area and uh, the legs. We're doing squats, down and ups, and burpees. You're burpees running, without heat is hard enough. You're running on a pretty skinny diet too. You might have to fuel a bit more with... Uh, with all this exercise we had starting a great to take day. on, we did have a good, we had day. A good lunch at Gee, we, got, we, we copped a bit of heat though, away. Wow, it's right by a hotel. We're not going to walk for miles to go here to Caesar Cellar, but I'm really, really impressed with that Caesar. And thanks for the shout, Skip. Your yeah, shout, no, eh? Well, you got it the day before, so it's okay. But we copped some heat from Jimmy Neesham, gave us a bit of a touch up as well. Yeah, well he's over we? in London and, well, what, T20, how long does that last? He's got yeah. a similar similar kind of time frame with work wise to us, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and then even even Vossi, he gave us a little bit too. Cute. Cute, you said. <laughs> well, we weren't on a date. Yeah. We'd be okay if we were on a date, but we weren't on a date. We were just going for a bit no, of No, we're actually going to debrief because, you know, reality is we're only day three into our radio careers and uh, we don't know what we're doing. We're trying to trying to have some fun and bring some good insights to the to the people. So obviously we're going home tomorrow, mate. Well, we've had, so this is our third day for, for everyone. It's not aware. Well, this is our third day up here in the Auckland studio. And really important to try and get a little bit of, bit of cohesion going early. So we got everyone up here and we're here in the studio. But this afternoon, as you're going to cruise back to Christchurch, see your family, you've got the studio set up there. I'm going to cruise back to God's country and matter, matter, where there's, see the family, start feed some horses. We're going to both head back to our life's sentence blocks and we're going to then try and broadcast from from our respective areas. Louis going to be up here in the studio holding the fort. So it, it, it's it's it, going to be an interesting <laughs> chemistry. Isn't it? Like, we, we'd like to just get it out there now. Like we, We're trying to do something we haven't done it at all. We've just done the first three days, but we're going to go home. We've got studios set up in our respected houses. Uh, we're going to try and broadcast. So over the next few days stay with us yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna have some fun like these last three days have been amazing building the chemistry getting to know the guys and behind the scenes uh trudy louis so yeah it's, it's a big journey and, and it's what needed i'm looking forward to getting home seeing the family i haven't seen my kids since tuesday and yeah, oh, i really really miss them and i just can't wait to get home and, and see the family and actually check up on these cows uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i'll be honest how I, many I, how many have you got i got 12 so you it, what I'm saying, though, you need to make sure there's still 12 there when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke Romano might have come and got one and said, that looks tasty. But, no, yeah, I'll just get home and, and do a bit of work. Obviously, when you when you move to these lifestyle blocks, it all sounds, you know, wonderful. <laughs> oh, what a great idea. We'll go buy all this land. But, man, there's some work to be done. That's country clueless, though. Let's yep. not waste all, yes. of our, all of our good yes. chat just yet. But, yeah, so I went out um, last night as well. The other reason why we're going to get out of Auckland, mate, is it's it's quite expensive. <laughs> you go out for a lunch, it costs you. So, even when you got gold in your pockets, Vez? Oh, mate, we went out for lunch and dinners, and whew, you got to, yeah. So, who'd you catch up with last night? You yeah, were with uh, anyway. Millsy? Yeah, so I caught up. Uh, it was actually my best mate. Um, his name's Tyson, and he is just about, he was my best man at my wedding. I was the best man at his wedding, and he's just about to move to New York. He actually leaves tomorrow, um, which is a huge. Not just, it's a huge play, not just in terms of the move over there, but with COVID and everything, and he's going to have to leave his family behind until December. So we wish you all the best, Tyson, and uh, I'm sure he'll do very well over there, flying the flag as a Kiwi. He's going to try and catch up with Andy Ellis, who is over there doing his thing with um, 
with rugby as well. So it'd be nice to connect those guys. But we caught up with, with him. Um, and then also my brother, Mattress. He turned up. For those who don't know why we call Mattress, it's because he's sort of a little bit soft. Not too soft, not, but a little bit soft, but firm. He's like a temper mattress. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and also um, Kyle Mills was there too. So it was great to, great to catch up with those guys and... And I guess that's the beauty of sport, right? Yeah. Well, obviously one of them is my brother, so I was, I'm kind of in, in touch with him regularly. But um, Mills is one of my good mates from from the time on the road together, um, and then good good opportunity to to see Tice off. So yeah, it was cool. Really nice night actually. I did find myself looking at my clock a lot, which is not normal for me. But obviously we got to get up quite These early. Four thirty starts, bud. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah. So you're up at four thirty. Yeah, mate. Sleep an extra half hour. Extra half hour does wonders, honestly. But I'm straight up, I need a coffee straight away. Like, I'm up, boom, turn the coffee machine on, go back in the, in, into the sheets and have a little coffee, read through all Louis' run sheets again. Hey, about last night, look, you, you told me this morning, a lot of the guys uh, post-meal started doing the haka. Trying to find their wallets? No, 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 no. Hey. No, they didn't. They didn't. It was my shout last night. So well, we've had a good week, haven't we? You know, it's a good week for all of us. We're celebrating. We're on air. SNZ's launched and Baz and Izzy for breakfast has launched. And, and so I'm feeling very jovial and, and very giving right at the moment. So it was nice to be able to shout some of my good friends at dinner and one of my good friends at lunch as well. We've got, we've got some pretty cool stuff on today, mate. A little bit lighthearted. There was a lot of chat you say about darts. Well, we're actually going to take that to a new level a little bit later on in the show, and we're going to bring on probably New Zealand's best dart player and good crack as well, so we're going to have a good chat to him. Um, we're also going to talk some Olympics later on too because um, that's starting to really heat up and there's a few red flags coming. Um, we've got a bit of racing chat today with Jamie Richards, the best trainer in New Zealand statistically right now, and he's got... Now, hang on, all of my racing folk are going to be ringing me off right now, but Jamie is statistically the best trainer and he's in the top 10 in the world. <laughs> so he's going to come on and we're going to, and that's going to be a regular part of our show as well. We're going to get on all of the folk of New Zealand racing, whether it be the trainers or or the jockeys or um, or even the stud masters or as you like to call them, the, the horse farmers. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get everyone on at some point and celebrate. I just like to apologise to you all out there. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is a great industry though. It'll be, it'll be pretty cool to to, uh, to get all those guys on as well. Um, Bez, just before you go on, yep. what about Jeff Bezos? Yeah, Jeff well, Bezos. Bezos. Going to space. What is it about space? So I don't reckon he's going to space, actually. I think they've got a massive warehouse somewhere with heaps of LED screens <laughs> and they're just, like, painting this big dream. Mate, Jeff, is there a person that is further away from this show than Jeff Bezos? I know, mate. Bezos, Bezos. But look, he's that, not for this show, oh, He's not for this show, but that aside, if you could had an opportunity to go to space, would you? Nah. <laughs> Why not? What about, like, there's a lot to do on Earth. <laughs> there's a lot to do in our country. Well, well, listen to his quote, and he's saying this to you, Bears, because you spend everything at Amazon. For every Amazon I customer. I want to thank yeah. uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, because you guys paid for all of this. <laughs> so, 
He is off the chain with that thought process. It's true, though, I suppose. It's, I mean, he didn't force people to go to Amazon right. and spend their hard-earned, but is he going to rub it in their face or what? He just got into mugs' heads like myself and said, buy this. It's so easy. It's quick. It'll be on your doorstep in a heartbeat. So you reckon, would you go to Spaces? If I had a billion dollars, yeah. Probably I'd give it an option, but Imagine let's be honest. Imagine you with a billion dollars. How good a bloke would you be with a billion dollars? I wouldn't be here at five in the morning. No, 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 joking. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> Let's be honest, what are you doing? Billion dollars, that's a thousand million. Um, <laughs> one million will be good enough. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of horses. It's that's a lot reckon. of horses, mate. And they eat a lot, yeah? Horses eat a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I, I, look, the reality is it's for the rich and the famous, isn't it? We're not going to be able to go. So if you got the money, why not spend it, go up into space and see what it's like? You know, Richard Branson... Was the first to go up with uh, Virgin Galactic, and uh, now Richard Be- uh, Jeff Bezos has gone up. So yeah, if you got the money, why not? Tell us, let us know about your your ambitions to go to space on double eight double three. Don't forget to give us a call as well. We'd be quite keen on taking some callers and talking a little bit more to them as well. We probably didn't talk enough to our callers yesterday, so apologies for that too. That's oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. We. Uh, what else have we got to talk about today? We actually had Olympics. So, Olympics, is it going to go ahead? There's been a lot, few few little things happening over the light, overnight. Um, obviously, our football ferns are playing today, the Matildas, so it'll be good to be able to chat about that. So, we've got lots of sport. Tim Payne, later on in the day, a little intro interview with him. We had last week, so... As Kiwis, I'm sure we're fascinated to hear what he says. Yeah, we've also got Kendra Coxhead John as well talking Farah Palmer Cup and all things female rugby, which would be great to have her on. She is a great of the game, not just of the women's game, but of rugby full stop. So it'll be great to get her on. You're going to lead that interview for us as well, eh? Yeah, she's, she's a good friend of mine in, Hawks, uh, in Christchurch. So uh, it'll be great to have a chat to her about women's rugby and uh, the future and what it holds. So looking forward to chatting with her. This is Baz Nizzy for breakfast, and you are listening to us this morning on a Wednesday, and it is quarter past six breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call on 0800 150 811 on the Kennards phone line. Get the trade easy experience with Kennards Hire. Good start to the morning, Is Good start, good start. We've got a text message here. Three days down. Still there. Well done. Keep it up, Craig. So thanks, Craig. Thanks for your support. But speaking of Texas, we're going to chat Olympics now. Um, reality is, should it go ahead, there's actually over 70 linked cases at the Olympics. Um, we've got our awesome football ferns are leading the way today against the Matildas. So yeah, I just want to know your, your thoughts on whether the Olympics should go ahead or why have they come this far. Thomas Bart, the uh, CEO of, of the Olympics Committee, um, he's been pushing it, pushing it, but he has come out and said, look, the reality is this might be cancelled now. Um, there's been over 70 cases linked to the Olympics. So if you've got any thoughts about it or you want to share some insights, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll have a chat about it, Baz. Yeah, well, yesterday is there was, was 1,387 new COVID-19 cases in Tokyo, oh. which is the second highest daily increase of new cases since January 21. So it's spiking, it's heading in one direction, and my experience in 
uh, in the IPL was that when these things start to head like that and, and cases start to infiltrate the very bubbles that you're meant to be protecting, things get out of control pretty quickly. So oh, I can't see this ending well, personally. Mm. Uh, I hope it does because for the athletes' point of view, they've committed some, you know, the best part of four years of their lives to get themselves ready for this moment, for their opportunity to have a crack at the ultimate prize of trying to win gold and, and represent their country. And it might be taken away from them, which would be incredibly sad. It's a tough one, you know, like, Oh, there was this picture going around on the internet the other day about Athens and Greece and all the work that goes into these Olympics, all the infrastructure, all the billions and billions of dollars that's been spent to get these Olympics up and running. So the Olympics Committee and Tokyo as a city, as a country, Japan, they kind of held it a ransom, I feel. You know, they've spent so much money, so they've come this far. I wonder if there's actually things in behind the scenes, you know, insurances that might kick in if they get it off the ground or, you know, it's a funny one because I look at Greece and Athens, all those stadiums, you know, you look in Sydney and, and mm. um, Homebush, yeah. all those amazing big infrastructures, big stadiums, big buildings, they're just derelict at the moment, empty. So it's a funny one, these Olympics. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, I mean, we are in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like, mm. no one really knows what's going on with with this this virus and and hopefully, you know, here in New Zealand, we're probably somewhat insulated because we've we've managed to get things under control. And but around the world, it's still out of control. And trying to stage a major Olympics <laughs> in the midst of it all, and in, in, in a country which is going through the roof um, with their cases, just. Oh. It's asking for trouble, I think. It is, it is. So if you've got any thoughts, please text in to double eight double three or 0800 and let's have a chat about this because I think it's it's need to be, needed to be talk about, talked about and uh, we need to put a front foot on it because uh, we're pretty much there. It starts today. Yeah, it does, yeah. I might bring Louie in actually as well. Louie, what, what do you reckon on this, mate? <sighs> well, the red flags are there. And when, and Izzy pointed out, when the actual Olympics officials themselves, so last night it was Toshiro Moto, who's the Tokyo 2020 CEO, and, and when they start saying things like, a last-minute ca- cancellation, we won't be ruling out, <laughs> like, you got to read the writing on the wall. I, I, do you know who I feel? I don't actually, I feel for the athletes mm. that have trained so hard, but I actually feel for everyone over there, the media members. Everyone yeah. has risked a lot to go over there, stood in a line, stood in a queue for six hours to get into the country, like... A lot of time away from family. There's a lot, and then the actual people, the Japanese people that have, you know, and they are so welcoming. You would have known mm. this, is he from, you know, spending time over there, and they're such welcoming people, you know, to have this kind of chewed up and then spit back out. It's going to be messy. That would, it's not a very strong opinion, but I think whatever happens, it'll be a messy. Well, I've known the Japanese people. They're so, like you said, they're friendly, they're kind, they're very passionate about sport, they're very passionate about their culture. Um, I just feel that they've been held to ransom, you know. Was as people, I know there was like riots or, or you know protests before um, the Olympics were starting, but it's the way it's run over there. You know the government, they say one thing, they just you gotta listen as the people. And yeah, like you said, our good friends Kirsty, Ricky Swinnell are over there, and we hope they're safe and they're being protected, they're being looked after. So it's just one of those questions. And and, and Toyota, Toyota, the, one of the major sponsors, have pulled their ads. Yeah. You know, and they're they're a Japanese company. Yeah, that's extraordinary, actually. Why the CEO's not going to go to the um, opening ceremony as well? 
of Toyota in, in Japan. Like that's a that's a pretty strong. Like again, that's what I mean. The writing on the wall, the red flag is everywhere. Yeah. Let us know what you think on double eight, double three, because you might have a, a different opinion mm-hmm. that maybe the show must go on and everyone just piles ahead. They're over there now. Might as well do it. Yeah. The other thing is, <laughs> when they do come back, how do our athletes get back into the country? There's no MIQ vouchers available at the moment for them. Well, I'm so. sure they would I think have they've, I think they're, they're booked. They are booked? They are booked. The NZOC have been... I, I do know this for a fact. The NZOC, this is, from a logistical point of view, this has been very, very, very challenging because of all these extra factors. So, But they're, they're booked. They're, we have to get back in. But it, it's like... I even heard Thomas Park say we underestimated how many challenges this would provide. Like, how? <laughs> wow, we... Baz, you, you were at the IPL. Like, you, must, you, you got a first-hand look at how like challenging these moving tournaments can be. How can you underestimate that, or can you? Well, I think everyone is, sees the best case scenario that the show goes on and the money comes in and and uh, and no no issues arise. But you know, that's what happened when we had the the first IPL in the UAE, where it was really well controlled um, in regards to the bubbles. Now, when we went to India, the bubbles were good, but the problem was we started moving around, and when you move around, the bubbles become susceptible, and the hotel staff who were in your bubbles. They're missing their families, they're missing home. It only takes one break in the chain for something to to bring the whole ship down. And that's that's kind of what happened with us. And, I mean, we ended up with four cases in our bus. Mm. It was, I mean, poor Tim Seifert, you know, he, he ended up catching COVID. And, and I actually caught up with him the other day, and he's going well now, and he's got a wedding coming up, so... He's, he's, he's focused on that, but he went through a very difficult time on the back of it. But it was, I, mean, I think it's really hard, and, and in the end that tournament had to be called off um, or postponed. They're looking at holding it again in, um, in September, but that was enough for me to say trying to hold major events in this current climate is very, very difficult. It's just a tough world we live in at the moment, and hopefully it doesn't last too much longer, but I can't see the end anywhere near. Um, I want to talk to you, Bears, about... Obviously, the Olympics are going ahead right at this moment. So, for me, I've got to talk about an event that I'm actually pumped to watch if it does go ahead. The, horse, the show jumping. Eventing. Oh, man, I love it. My <laughs> wife's a show jumper. She's really? an eventer. Yeah. That cross-country, when those horses are running, jumping over the water, uh, jumping over fences into the creek... It's such an amazing watch. So if it does go ahead, I'm pumped to watch the eventing. That's pretty cool, actually. Oh, that is not the event that I thought you'd see. Oh, because <laughs> oh, my wife's a horsey. She yeah. loves horses. Um, she makes me watch it. So I remember, I think it was uh, 2012, wherever the Olympics back there, I can't remember. Um, we were watching the event, uh, London, London Olympics, watching the eventing, and it was such a good watch, man. It's so fun. Good on you, Daisy, for getting Izzy <laughs> into the show jumping and eventing. How good is that? It's great. Yourself? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um, well, I quite like watching some of those various other events, which I wouldn't normally watch, but we can talk about that after we hear from Trudy. And this is a Kubota news. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Oh, it's that time, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and it is Louis for all things thoroughbred updates. Thank you, Baz. Thank you, Trudy. 
little demons in the in the mouse. In the mi- <laughs> what do you say, mouses, mice? I don't I know. know. She's just a star. Oh, she's most, brilliant. That would have sent most people into a heavy panic. Not Trudy. Not Trudy. Not at all. But it is our love racing update. You're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Loveracing.com. And today we're racing at Avondale. Uh, I can't say one of my favourite tracks to punt on. (laughs) A graveyard. (laughs) It just feels like a bit of a graveyard, doesn't it, Baz? But there's actually a really nice race in the first. The Avondale Sunday Market's 2100. It's a little rating 74, and most of them are maidens. This is an unreal betting race. Double happy. We've all backed at some stage and had a little bit of luck with. Loves the track. One from one course distance from barrier 10 with Aaron Layton up claiming three. Twin spinner, the grey. It's very, very dependable. It's always there or thereabouts. Never really runs a terrible race. Again, loves the trip. Uh, 11 times at the distance for two wins, a second and a couple of thirds. La Casa, Timberlake with Pepito and Dawn Williams. It's a really nice little betting race. I can't go away from the toppy claiming, though. Double happy each way, $6.220. That would be me there. Do you reckon you'll saunter down to the pub for a little look this afternoon. Are oh, you heading home? I'm heading home. Otherwise, I'll definitely have made my way down to the TAB somewhere. Erin Layton, she'll probably get my money today in the first as well, Louis. She's riding fantastic, especially with that three kilo climb. It's, uh, you can't, especially when you get a toppy that's in good form, which, look, Double Happy did have a little bit of a miss last start, but it's in good enough form. When you're claiming down to 57, you become very competitive. In the last, there's another good race as well, but i got to save that because I'll be chatting to Ian Smith at about Oh, five minutes to 11 o'clock as I do each morning for another Love Racing update and I've got to save some ammunition for that. <laughs> Good stuff, Louis. Lovely to hear from you, mate. Uh, Izzy, what is coming up? Oh, oh it's one of my favourites. <laughs> it's one of my favourites. Quizzy Dag. If you think you got what it takes to take on the quiz master that is master, give us a call. 0800 150 811. Temper, kindly offering up. A nice, comfortable cushion, pillow for that bed at night, valued at 329 So give us a call if you think you can take on the Quizmaster, 0800 150 811. Have you got a good one today? I've got a cracker. I've got an absolute gem. <laughs> Where, it's going to be tough. So if you think you've got what it takes, give us a call. Oh, see, I figured it out. The first two, so you want to kind of time your calls, because the first two, they usually only get two right. And it's that third one that brings it home. I reckon at some stage we're going to get someone who comes in and just goes, boom, all five. You reckon? Yep. If he does that, we might slip him a wee extra something too. A pillowcase. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A nice thousand thread sheet. How's that sound, eh? (laughs) A thousand thread sheet. Have you had one? Nah. Oh, man, you go home. Go ask the wife, Liz, and say, look, we need a thousand thread. She probably already got one. You just don't even know you're that... Blind to making beds. <laughs> Do you I'm make not, the bed? I don't make the bed. I can't believe you've nailed me with that too. You don't make the bed? I don't. List, list makes the bed. Oh, has she got a sore back? Oh, carrying you. She, well, we have bunks in, in one of our rooms as well. She said bunk beds are just the worst thing to make. I was like, okay. So if you're that's home good, alone, good, honey. you're home alone, this is away. You're home alone. You're just going to pull the sheet up. Well, that doesn't really happen. You're going to pull the sheet up, put the duvet up, put the cushions on, or are you just going to leave it? I'm not really home alone. I'm, I'm out there working. <laughs> I'm out there hustling. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, brilliant. We'll be back soon. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. To the quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Cause this might be an absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, give us a call if you think you can take me on. 0800-150-811. Come see me. We on, we got a caller. Callum. Hey, you morning, Mo- morning, Callum. Yeah, I'm here. Morning. Take, take three, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I thought I'd, I actually pocket-dialed you guys, eh? I didn't want to go first. Don't yeah. you lie, man. <laughs> hey, have you got a special someone that wants to share that pillow with you? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope you get it, all right? All right, I'll try. We'll start. You know the rules. Yeah. In the 2010 FIFA World Cup, how many games did the All-Whites lose? None. Beautiful. Well done. Who did the All Blacks play in the 2015 Rugby World Cup final? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, um... Who was it? Um... Come on, mate. Australia. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sorry, we'll yeah. give it to you, we'll give it to you. Oh, Australia. that's generous. That's that is generous. Wow, mate. You've been trying your heart out. I feel for you. You're oh. asking your partner who, who played rugby final. Are you right? It's <laughs> <laughs> so your quizzes. Here we go. Who was facing Trevor Chapel in the famous underarm incident in 1981? Um, what's his name? <laughs> uh, the Jewel International. Um... Brian McKitney. Oh, just in time. Well done, bud. Who is the Greek star that leads the Milwaukee Bucks? Jonathan to the compo. Yes. You're nearly there, bud. One more question. In what Olympic sport do you slide stones on ice? Curling. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Callum. Mate, well done. Thanks for your support. You've won a... Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Valued at 329. Thanks to the team at Temper. Perseverance, persistence, it pays off. Well done, Callum. Well done, Izzy. Thanks a lot, Temper. Thanks, FDMZ. Cheers, brother. Appreciate your support. Izzy. I told you, mate. Yeah. One caller. One caller. Five questions. You're a bit generous, though. No, that was... He was asking. He was asking a friend, eh? During that friend was his partner. Nah, he can't have been asking a friend. He said France, and then I was like, France. Cool, he knows it's our persistence, though. So, you know, persistence. Yes, persistence pays off. We know that. Never ever give up in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Your rap's really starting to just I, I actually, nailing I, it, eh? I really get into it. I feel like I'm Michael Jackson. Speaking of flair and colour and Michael Jackson esque personalities, we've got a big personality coming up. Big, big personality coming up. Yesterday we talked darts, talked wingspans, we talked darting physiques, hand size. So, what do we do? We go out and we get people that can tell us what we actually want to hear. And we've got Ben Robb is going to come up. 
I'm looking forward to chatting to him. He might be able to just iron out a couple of the, the myths which which we have about dart playing. Do you call it dart playing? Yeah. Darting? Well, it's a, I love it. It's a very, very social game. Like Obviously, when you're at the pub or when you're, you're at a house in the garage and you want to play darts, it's a very, very social game. But to be honest, we probably play it wrong. We don't understand the rules. You know, I'm not going to stand up here and act like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. So why not get someone, big Rob, big rig. Big so rig. that just says it all, the size that these dart athletes are. So that's his nickname, Big, big Rig. rig. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to get him on and have a chat about darts and chew the fat. So it's going to be awesome. And I want to I know what it was like. He went to the World Champs in 2019, so I want to know what it's like to play in front of those crowds. They're the most amazing, fanatical fans. All right, Baz and Izzy, you get, you're going to get all sorts of people on here talking about various sports and darts. So if you've got any sport. questions, give us a text. Double eight, double three. If you want to ask Rob any questions, we'll get into it. We'll be back with the big rig soon. Welcome in. It's nine minutes to seven. You're with Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's been a wonderful morning so far. We've chatted Olympics. Should it or should it not go ahead? We've chatted all things sport. We've chewed the fat. I talked Pilates early on today. Won't go there again. But also, <laughs> if you've got any Texas. Double eight, double street, far away. If you've got any questions you want to ask about the Olympics or anything, give us a call, uh, give us a text. And also, remember, the call of the month will win a trip to two for to Perth for the Blairslow Cup simply by being a part of SENZ. Thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. So if you're a listener and you want to go to Perth and watch the Blairslow Cup and the All Blacks versus Australia, new stadium, Opus Stadium, be a hell of a trip. I'd love to be on that trip. So give us a call and be a part of the trip. We've got Big Rig, the Big Rig, Ben Rob on the phone. Benny, you there? Hey, boys, morning. We're wondering whether you this might be a bit early for a darts player to be waking up and coming on the radio. Oh, mate, my my buddy Chip's got that RSV, so I was up all night. Oh, I actually did just wake up. Mate, I've had that. My kids had it too, and it's pretty punishing, eh? Oh, she's pretty gnarly, yeah. But I'll just crack on with it, eh? Are you a drain layer as well, Big Rig? Yeah, yeah drain layer and plumber, bro. Yeah. What? How tall are you? Uh, six four. Is that the sort of optimum sort of height for a darts, dartsman? Dartsman? Is- <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, I think it's, I think it's good for uh, scoring type thing because you're kind of level with the triple 20, which is what you want to do. Oh, in the game. good point. Good point. That's yeah. the detail we want to know, Big Rob. Big Rig. Yeah. Big Rig. Well, he's Big Rob too. Big ben, Big Rig, <laughs> Rob. And what about, like, um, is there a specific weight that a dartsman should be? Oh, I, uh, typically the, um, oh, the, the all the woods got a bit of a pot belly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, yeah, we, we call it channel weight. So we keep their balance. We've had a few, uh, a few cold ones, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, the the old shape was pretty much, um, you know, your so Danny DeVito, the penguin from you know nineteen seventy. <laughs> That's more sort of yeah, my physique, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that, that was your stereotypical size back in the day, but I think it's kind of changing now. Is there actually a training regime? 
No, I just put I just put like an hour on the board every day after work. Man. Just pretty much just trying to try keep like muscle memory, like anything you do. It's just about muscle memory and repetition, really. So, what is the technique, mate? Like, obviously, are you looking down there? What are you when you're behind that dart with your eyesight? What are you What are you trying to look at? Like, and you're trying to aim the, the tip to the point. No, you kind of just kind of feel. So there's guys that like have like a like they're mechanical and they have their they have their routine. But I kind of just kind of feel the throw. I kind of just I throw so many darts. I kind of just feel the the throw kind of thing instead of trying to concentrate and throw it. I kind of just I don't know like like a feel type throw. And then um, yeah, I kind of just like you throw a ping pong ball at the wall kind of thing. And then you do it do it enough, you kind of get the feel for it. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're into your darts out there, make sure you are listening to Ben Big Rig Rob and how he's explaining his uh, darting technique. Because, mate, you went to the World Champs in 2019, <laughs> so you're as credible as they come. So I guess the one question I've got, do we have much of a dart scene in New Zealand? Um, no, not really. Um, it's, 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 it's a tight community. It's, it's um, the same type of people when you go around the country and you play the competitions. They're, they're pretty much the same bunch of people, but the quality we have is actually pretty good. We can actually pretty much run with, with the world's best. We just kind of need a bit more exposure and a bit more game time, and I think we'll be able to make some noise. And yeah, stuff like this is always good. Bro, I watch the darts on, on TV. It looks like a hell of a party, a hell of an event. So how how would would yourself get on that? How would Big, ben, uh, Big Rob... Get on the the darts league. Well, big it's rig. pretty good. This um, big rig, yeah, boy. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> um, <laughs> nah, it's pretty much like for a sport or you know, like the event that it is. All you have to do is go to a, a qualifying tournament, which is you just pay your forty bucks, you get in there, and then there's four positions to play on TV. Um, if you finish first or second in the country in ranking, you get automatic spots on those uh, World Series mm-hmm. events. Mm. But um, as well as kind of attracting about the game is that you can kind of just show up, you know, you can be a garage player, show up, have one great day, and then, you know, then on Friday night you're, you're playing on TV on Sky Sports. So for your 40 bucks, surely you get a couple of pints in there as well because to me, darts and pints go hand in hand. And The only darts I play I, I find after about maybe six or seven, I start to get my eye in. Is that, is that a fair reflection of most dart players? Dartsmen? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you'd see 99% of the dudes are having a beer while they're playing. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not many that don't drink when they're playing. It's kind of... it's uh, Well, there's old boys too. It's about the balance, you know. They kind of they kind of get a bit carried away. And then, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been banned, <laughs> though, isn't it? You're not allowed to drink now in the major events, are you? No, mate, they, they are all drinking behind stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen guys at World Champs do a full bottle of Jack Daniels before they get on stage. Oh. <laughs> I'm not surprised they're even standing, to be fair. And this is why the show is not for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. This is outstanding. How heavy are your darts? Uh, I throw 25 gram, but they go as light as 10 gram and as heavy as 48. That's what you're allowed to throw. And is wingspan important? Yeah, it's all, it's, it is, it's, um, they all got different shaped flights and stuff like that. It depends on how hard you throw the dart. Like, if you throw real strong at the board, you want a small flight, so you don't really catch anything and it just goes direct. And if you got like a lob, you want like a big fat flight, so it kind of catches the wind and stay straight. 
So do you spin the darts as well, or do you just sort of more lob them? What are you? No, I sort of direct. I kind of just grab them and chuck them. Like, like <laughs> when I'm six fourth, I just, I, I just go straight down the line pretty much. That is so good. What an so insight. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, mate. I hope your kids are all okay and they're on the mend, and we really appreciate you coming on. Baz and Izzy, and, and sharing a little bit of your experience about about darts, and hopefully um, we'll catch up with you in time as well. That has been the big rig, Rob. Cheers, Thank ben. you, mate. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Very good. How good is that? Oh, is mate, that was such a detailed insight too. I loved it. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I was getting muddled up with his name, Big Rob, Big Red. Yeah, so was I. Anyway, coming up after the news with Trudy, we're going to catch up with Aussie cricket captain Tim Payne, who is also now our colleague too. And we are going to catch you later. Thank you, Trudy. Baz and Izzy, breakfast on SCNZ. Double eight, double three, send us a text or give us a call. 0800 150 811. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you got something on Big Rig. Ben Robb, he was great chat. He was, he was great. good chat. How's that? That's great. Like, some of the info there, if you're a budding dartsman, then you've got a little bit to go on there, haven't you? Oh, mate, that was really detailed. I was very impressed with uh, Big Ben, Big Rig. <laughs> I can't get his name out. <laughs> Big Rig Rob, that's his name. I was very, very impressed with him and uh, the detail he, he covered in that chat. So, no, it was awesome. Thanks for, for joining us, mate. We've actually got a darts board upstairs in have the we? office here. Yeah, there's, there is a darts board up there, so maybe we could have a little jam on that later on this morning. I'll be keen, mate. Keen. Keen to have a little run up there. I think I play right-handed. <laughs> play right-handed? I'm right-handed. Yeah, I actually really enjoy I wanted to ask him the question, like, when we're, we're youngers, we always just go for the bullseye, don't we? Yeah. Bullseye. But that's, that's probably, I think it's only 50 points, actually, in the dart board. It was a good crack about being the ideal, the optimum height to line up the triple 20. Mm. And counterbalancing with, uh, with the, the with top the belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we got, we got on the text line here, actually. Who is the New Zealand Jeff Bezos? And that's from Tony. Who's <laughs> the New Zealand Jeff Bezos? Well, obviously the richest man in New Zealand yeah. is Graham Hart, but he doesn't carry on like Jeff Bezos. Nah. He's, he's a lot more understated. But Bezos or Bezos? I don't know. Bezos. That's that? how far away he is from the show. We don't even know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Jeff Money. Jeff Bez- Smug. That's the thing. Like, it's key. <laughs> like, really is. Graham Hart could, if he could go to space if he wanted to. Yeah. But that's just Kiwi. He probably just, we don't go on, carry on like that, do we? No, that's right. He's Kiwi. He could probably launch out of what, um, Maya. they got that um, rocket lab set up there. So if they want to, he could probably build a little rocket and shoot out a Mahia. How good would that be? I've got another text. Yeah? Yeah. Is it Peter Beck? Rocket Lab. Oh. I wonder if Peter Beck is actually going to go up. If he's seen the boys going, (laughs) they're flashing their wings. They're not going up, mate. They're they're in a warehouse somewhere, I'm telling you. There's no way they're going to space. They're flashing. You know, Bezos and old old Branson are flashing their feathers, peacocking. Do you reckon old Peter Beck said, don't forget about me, yeah. I've yeah. got some cash. What is the ide- what's the ideal seat on a rocket ship? Is it at the front? Is it the back? You want to be on the wing? <laughs> they don't have wings, really, do they? Well, every time you go on a roller coaster, I love being up at the front. You know, that's, that's, that's the ride. That's where you want to go. That's where you get all the thrill and all the enjoyment. 
So I'd say the front, wouldn't you? You want to be looking up into the space and being the first one to enter space. You, want, you know, you're obviously ahead of, ahead of the guy behind you, so you could enter space before them. Am I getting too detailed? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, but Louis just Louis just typed me something out. He said, "Can you get car sick and a rocket?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love Don't to. Know I haven't been. <laughs> You take one of those. Put your, hey, put Peter, your wrist... hey, Peter, can I come? Please, mate. Put your little wristbands on to make sure you don't get your old car sick. Oh, crikey. I wonder what these champagne list is like on the rocket ship. Anyway, uh, we're in for a big hour. We're going to need a little McCafe stop at some point too for the boys, please. Oh, crikey. This is funny. We've got Tim Payne coming up. Last week we were doing a couple of practice shows. Yes, believe it or not. We did practice, <laughs> but just before we went live, just give us a chance to catch up with our new colleague. He also happens to be a cricketer. He also happens to be the current Australian men's captain. Tim Payne has joined the SEN family and will be hosting a new breakfast show in his hometown of Tasmania. It was a good chance to catch up with Payne and get his read on a couple of cricketing topics heading into what, what is a massive summer for the Aussies with the home ashes looming. We started, though, by asking him how excited he was to be getting involved, just like we are in Breakfast Radio. Yeah, it is very exciting. Um, yeah, sort of getting to, I suppose, the back end of the career. So to have something else lined up and um, something I'm sure I'll enjoy doing and, and love doing with Jack. Um, as you said, he's another good Tassie boy, so we're looking forward to having a bit of fun with it. Well, knowing you Tassie fellas, I'm sure you're going to have a pretty good time along the road as well. Mate, just getting into the cricket, it's a huge summer coming up for you and, and obviously your job as the Australian cricket captain. Uh, the Ashes series, five test matches in Australia. When does the anticipation start building for that? Uh, well, for me, a long time ago, I haven't played. Um, I haven't played a game of cricket since the end of the Sheffield Shield last year. So obviously, with COVID and a couple of our winter tours being called off, it's it's going to be a long, slow build-up. Um, but it's kind of good going into such a big series. There's already a lot of sort of momentum and hype being built around it in in Australia. Hopefully, we can get um, a lot of the English crowds, particularly the Barmy Army, into the country. And um, as you know, when you play against England, it's always a great occasion. Hey, mate, Izzy Dag here. Uh, good to chat to you, brother. Um, do you consider this version of the Black Caps as an elite level in that format of the game at the moment? Obviously winning that WTC over in, over in London. Yeah. What's your thoughts of, of them oh, at the yeah, moment? I think, I think they are now. There's no doubt about that. They're, um, they're absolutely elite. Uh, I think since the time sort of we played against them sort of 12, 18 months ago, I think um, you know, they've added you know, a quality top-order batter. Um, and a, a six foot seven giant who's knocking teams over. So uh, when you add that to you know Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor and Bowles and Southie, they've, they've always had a, a good team. I think those guys have, have taken them to another level, and I think they've shown that in the last twelve months. Mate, what did you think of the the World Test Championship? The actual structure of it. Obviously, it's not a perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's not a perfect no. system or science at the moment. But what it did for the game, what it, what it's done for Test cricket, the purest form. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. The idea, I think, is is brilliant. Um, you know, obviously playing Test cricket, if you can't do that, it's something really special. But a lot of the time, you do feel like it's just another series, series after series. So to have something that is that you're continually building to a season, if you like, um, and then having having a final, um, I think the idea is absolutely brilliant. I think it's added not only to to the fans who watch it, but I think certainly to to the players around the world. I think everyone enjoyed. The idea of it, I think it needs to be ironed out a little bit, but um, as you said, it's not a quite a perfect science, but a fantastic idea, and I think one that will grow and, and just get better and better. 
And um, mate, just uh, I want to want us to get on to obviously Aussie cricket and and what's coming up for you and what you've been able to achieve with the Australian side in a little bit. Just one thing, we're, pretty hot topic over here is Kane Williamson, his leadership and and his yep. style of leadership um, for this Black Cap side. And can you just explain a little bit to us what your take is as as a competitor about how well um, Kane goes about his work and and how the New Zealand side operate. Yeah, certainly. I think he's well. He's certainly highly respected here. I know David Warner um, pretty well, and he spends a fair bit of time with him in uh, in the IPL. Absolutely raves about him as, as both a, a well a person, a cricketer, and a leader. Um, and yeah, I think um, the last few. I know when we played against New Zealand, we were something we were really keen to try and match them in when they were out in Australia. Was with the things that they do well. And we, we've always seen them as a really tight team, a really disciplined team and a really well-led team. So we felt the series we played out here a while ago that if we could match them in those areas, we're giving ourselves a chance to compete against them. But, um, yeah, certainly I think the work Kane has done with that group, um, along with some coaches along the way, and obviously some good players. But, um, you know, it all comes back to your leadership eventually. I think he's done an outstanding job, and I think he's now recognised as, as one of, if not the best captain in the world. Hey, Payne, I can feel the pain in your voice when you're having a talk about them and the, and the Black Cats, mate. So let's go back to... <laughs> To your side and how you boys are tracking. Obviously, you spoke about pre-game, uh, pre-this chat about you just training at the moment. So, how are you building towards this Ashes coming up in a, in a couple of weeks? Hopefully, with COVID transitioning. Yeah, we, we've got a really interesting build-up actually because of and uh, IPL. So, a lot of our guys won't be um, in Australia for actually the first. We play one Test match before the Ashes against Afghanistan, which is in down here in Hobart. Um, and as it sits at the moment, I don't think we're expecting half our team to be here. So it's going to be an interesting lead-up. Um, guys, depending on how deep they go in the T20 World Cup, although if you've watched this play in the last few nights, it might not be that far anyway. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We might be playing with half a side in that first test against Afghanistan. And then uh, the first Ashes test, we'll have guys coming in for their first game of red ball cricket for, for over a year. So um, it's going to be a challenge for us, but um, you know the guys that we're talking about are your, your Steve Smith, your Pat Cummins, your David Warners. They're guys that are used to transitioning from format to format and, and having not played one for a while. And um, I think they showed last Ashes in England that you know I think they had 12 or 13 months without a Test match, came back in, and Steve and uh, in particular did terrifically well. So we expect them as seasoned professionals to to prepare themselves and be ready to go when they get home. Nice. You yeah, mate, um, you've been in the job a, a fair while now, and you obviously took over under um, some pretty interesting uh, times for Australian cricket, and and you've navigated some some pretty difficult waters. Um, this Ashes series, would that be? W- w- are you looking at this Ashes series as an opportunity to put a real strong um, exclamation mark on your time as Australian cricket captain? Yeah, I, I'm looking just to to win the Ashes. I, I'm not too fast. I've said a few times whether. It, how it comes across as me as a captain or me as a leader. My job is to to win as many games for Australia as possible. So I'm, I'm not looking at it in that sense as much. But obviously, we want to win this series. We want to win it well. Um, and we want to put on a bit of a show for our fans. So, um, you know, obviously, I'm getting towards the end. So, um, you know, I've made no secret of I'm not too sure how long I'm going to go. It might be straight after the Ashes. I'm not too sure. But... Um, it would be nice, Baz, I'm not going to lie, if I had the option to get to the end of the Ashes, we won it, and then say that that'll do. It's a nice way to finish, but um, at the same time, if I'm scoring a few runs and still keeping well, um, I might look to keep going, but um, either way for me, I would dare say it'll be an exclamation point of my career versus England, so it'll be a nice way to finish. Hey, mate, let's touch on, you're joining the Essien Fano, which is family, you're part of the 
the team now. So what's the most? What's the biggest thing you're most excited about to to get involved with some radio and getting on the airwaves? Oh, it's a great question. I'm actually really excited about getting out of the house early so I can dodge the kids. <laughs> um, that'll be excellent. That that was something that stood out to me straight away. I'm wrapped with that. Um, Hopefully the wife's not yeah, listening. I, made, I, I think yeah, no, she's certainly not. She'll just left her actually. She's at work. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think obviously I'm a I'm a sports nuffy. Obviously played cricket at the highest level, but I, I love cricket. I love all sports. I love uh, again, Baz would know, being a wiki keeper, I love to talk. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think it's sort of a nice little mixture. We'll see how it goes. I've done a little bit of cricket commentary, enjoyed that. So um, this is something slightly different. Um, and again, having known Jack since he was sort of 18 and um, he's forged a magnificent AFL career to have him moving back to Tassie at some stage. And I don't mind the idea of slipping the ugly boots on, grabbing a coffee and, and calling that work. Excellent, mate. Well, we're looking forward to seeing how things go. It seems the SEN or SENZ over here, the hiring policy is very strongly about wicket keepers. It it's is. a great it's policy, I think. Up to that, haven't they? Yeah, Hutchie's on. So that's where the, the, the drummer's in the right. band, eh? the third keeper. Painting. Exactly right. Exactly right. We bring people together, Baz. That's what we do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Everyone else thinks they're the real leaders, but we just pull everything together, <laughs> don't we, mate? Exactly. exactly right. <laughs> but anyway, we um, we wish you all the best, mate, and you're not just um, for the season and, and the Ashes and what could be a, a huge uh, exclamation mark on your career and, and also Australian cricket. We know how much the Ashes mean, means to Australian cricket fans and English cricket fans. Um, but also yep. we wish you all the best uh, on the airwaves, mate, and the next stage and the next career. Thanks, Tim. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, Look buddy. forward to having you on our show. It'll be good. Bears and Izzy. That was Australian Creek captain Tim Payne, who sounded like a thoroughly good bloke <laughs> and probably not to type Aussie. Uh, Izzy, what is it about the Aussie cricketers in particular that really rolls us Kiwis up? Uh, look, for one, they're, they're really good. You know, they're a very polished outfit, especially back in the early days with uh, McGrath, Warren, Ponting, you know, and, and that's the thing that really grates me is back then <laughs> they, could, they could back it up. You know, with with their style of play, they yeah, dominated yeah, yeah, yeah. for ages. You, you know, they absolutely dominated. So they were backing it up at the moment. Yeah, you know, what what greats <laughs> us? And I, I want to hear from you out in, in the public. I want to hear if you got any texts, double eight, double three, fire them through. What really greats us about Aussie cricketers, <laughs> or just Aussies in general? Come on, <laughs> just just fire away because we want to know. But. Look, playing playing the Wallabies and playing the Aussies. Oh, look, it's uh, it's just because they're our closest rivals. You know, they're our neighbours. There's that love hate relationship, and there's just some things. They're on our screen here. There's some things that they just <laughs> carry on, mate. They just keep carrying on. Oh, brilliant! Sixteen minutes past seven. Bads and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We've got a call on 0800 150 the Kennards phone line. Kennards Hire is making trade easy with two-hour delivery promise and heaps more. The question was, what grates you so much about Aussie cricketers in particular? Well, we've got Adam on the phone, Izzy. And what is it about Adam which is unique is that he's an Aussie. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Baz. Welcome to the Airways, boys. It's good to hear you. It's good to have SDN in New Zealand. Thank you. Thank you, mate. That accent's still pretty strong, too. Yeah, I've been in Christchurch for six years. I don't think the accent's going to go anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> good, good city, mate. 
Talk to us. Why, why do I've, you think that uh, that the Aussies I've, great great the Kiwis so much? I've um, spent a bit of time playing AFL in Christchurch for the mighty University Cougars, and I think what it's sort of a lot of Kiwis come at me because I've sort of I enjoy the Aussie banter where we sort of not not too afraid to take a bit of a joke of ourselves and a bit of just a bit of joking. But the Kiwis seem to think that we're completely serious and we're going after them. Where I think you just got to take it with a grain of salt and laugh it off and give it back, give as good as you get and give it back. And where I don't think the Kiwis really understand that. I know a lot of Australians and they don't they don't have a sense of humour, so I think that's rubbish. But anyway, we're going to bring <laughs> we're going to bring in Louis, who is actually our AFL representative as well. You, you can chat AFL to you. Adam, I was paying about a dollar one to be the first person to bring up park footy on the show, but you've you've stumped me. You've nicked me out here. <laughs> that's incredible. The, the the Cougars was it? I'm an Eastern Blueies. Uh, yeah. that, that's that's my team from way back. It's awesome. Um, and I do and I can vouch for Adam Baz and is he that? Those Aussies on the park, they get under your skin, and it's because it's their sport. <laughs> so they're better at it than you, and they're just chippy. That's yeah, it. yeah. well, yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of people, whenever I go out there, they want to take my head off just because of my accent, so they know exactly where I'm from, and I don't know, it's just it's like they can finally rip out Aussie's head off because they've been lining them up for so long. Yes. No. Hey, what, what kind of chat are you throwing out to these Kiwis? Uh, uh, yeah, are you saying us Kiwis are pretty sensitive? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, say if someone's wearing an odd colour pair of shorts, like you just get into them and say, <laughs> hey, it's against the rules to have a different coloured pair of shorts, what's going on? And then they sort of think, oh, we're being, like, personal, and then they want to, like, five minutes later, they're, the ball's gone and they're in your face and they want to go. I feel like I'm talking to Matthew Sorry. Wade, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You probably you probably had a bit to do with Aussies in the heat of the battle, Baz, so you probably, and Izzy in the test matches, but we're just out there to have fun and what happens on the field stays on the field and then you have a beer afterwards. Yes. Spot on. Very good. Well, thanks for and calling, all- mate. It's been good to chat to you. Thanks, Adam, All mate. the best for the AFL. Just a quick shout-out. If anyone wants to have a kick of AFL in Christchurch, look up the University Cougars on Facebook and come down and have a kick. Oh, cheers. Competition starts in a month. You come down too if you want, Izzy. Yeah, mate, I'll come down and pump one. (laughs) Good man. Thanks, Adam. (laughs) Right, eh? Thanks, Oh, that's brilliant. That's, That's brilliant. Good. He's spot on, though. Yeah. Do you reckon we They're take ourselves? We just can't banter. Do you reckon is that the key? Oh, I think we just don't find their banter that funny <laughs> for a start. But it's just, uh, they just like needling, don't they? Yeah. All in good jest. Well, what's it like? like? When you're out on that field, mate, tell us a few stories of those sledges in the background from from the Aussies in general. Well, that was kind of it. Exactly what Adam was just talking about. Mm-hmm. That was uh, sort of most of the, the chat. Matthew Wade's sort of chat was very... Very much along those lines. Um, Warney was the funniest. Uh, he he sort of just had that real knack of being able to to deliver something with a, a smile on his face, but you knew that he was really cutting you to the bone, you know. But I don't know. I think the the Aussies for me. Your point before is was absolutely bang on that 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 era of Australian cricket mm. in particular. They were by far and away the best team in the world, and I think. For a little while after that, their performances weren't anywhere near that, but I think they, they probably just carried themselves in the same vein that the previous team had. 
So, yeah, I think there's a bit of a natural recalibration going on. What about the Aussie rugby players? They... Well, yeah, like I said, like if they if, if they have a win, which is not very often, never lost to the Aussies. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you never I'm, lost to the Aussies. No, no, I was very lucky. Oh, we drew one, and oh, it was a tough draw. Man. Actually, it was uh, Kevin Mialamu's hundredth game uh, over in Brisbane, and we drew eighteen all. Uh, I felt sorry for for Kevin on his hundredth game, but we didn't lose. We we had a draw, but yeah, no, I had pretty uh, pretty good success against Aussie. But um, oh, look, they they just patch it. They, they you know they. Win or lose, they always think up some excuse um, of how it all went. So, yeah, just just really get under our skin, I reckon. Super competitive, though, aren't they? We've got yes. another text come through. Is this one from Sam. This is strong. Says, it's because they cheat. Underarm incident, sandpaper gate. That's pretty strong, Sam. <laughs> oh, I thought they were competitive, but you pulled up a couple of examples. <laughs> 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 What's this other text here as well? Is from Kimbo. Aussies are brought up in a more ruthless environment, lads. I'm not sure we buy that, do we? There can't be any more ruthless environment than the All Blacks. No, no, no. They just. Well, speak. I can only speak on on the rugby side of it. A lot of these. Uh, I know rugby's. Uh, you know, of leagueies, they, they're more traditional for the for the rural areas, getting in the backgrounds into the into the neighbourhoods. Whereas rugby's kind of like a. I heard it's. More prom- predominantly from the private schools, that's where they select most of their players. So, yeah, all different environments where they come from and and, and setups. Yeah, well, actually, might just go on a little bit about that later on about the rugby. I thought yesterday we broached the topic with TJ Piranara and mm. Ian Foster, and then that chat kind of we were expecting this big sort of storm, and and I posed a question to. TJ during that interview, which you handled beautifully too, I thought it was a, a really cool interview. And I asked him about is he going to have to sit down and have a conversation with Ian Foster at some point to clear the air? And he sort of said, "No, not really. There's, he's entitled to his opinion, just like I'm entitled to mine, and and we're all good. Things can move on." And it just took all of the, the, I guess, the sting out of the whole situation. And sometimes I think. Maybe we, as a public, tend to drum up more mm. concern around issues. I think you said to me later on that night that he wouldn't even have probably known, he wouldn't even have read or, or listened to it. But you know, I thought he did a, a fantastic job. So we'll talk about that later on anyway. But after the news with Trudy, we'll hear from another legend wishing us well. Uh, Sir Steve Hansen, one of the big dogs. He'll pop up. We'll also have Country Clueless, uh, an interesting segment where we're self-deprecating. But first... The news with Trudy, thanks to Kubota. Thanks, Baz. Yeah, you get that frog out of your throat, mate. I'll carry this one. Izzy, I'm going to need your help, though, because we've got a very, very exciting little bit of news here. We've got a Lions tour going on. We probably haven't given it enough... um, I guess coverage yeah. yet because we kind of wait for that when it's not in New Zealand we kind of wait but the Springboks have named their squad for the first Lions test is he yep. and it is strong let me rattle through and I'll do the back line because the backs are the let's just be, <laughs> on, let's be honest we want to we, the flare so we've got De Klerk Pollard Delende Am Cheslin Colby Willie LaRue and Pippi that's the back line is he your first impressions of that mate that is absolutely stacked and, and to be honest there's been a lot of chat about obviously the Springboks not playing they haven't played as a Springboks outfit but you got to remember a lot of these guys have been in Japan they've been in Europe 
So they are rugby rugby strong. They've have, they've been playing minutes under their belt. Obviously, the Springboks as a, as a as a country haven't been playing together. But mate, this team is stacked, and a lot of people are picking the Lions to do, to whitewash. But I don't I don't believe in that. I think the Springboks team, well, that guy Cheslin Colby on the wing, world's best rugby player. Oh my goodness, I would hate to mark him one on one. He has got lightning feet. He will absolutely make you look like an absolute idiot if you're trying to mark him. He has got twinkle toes. And then you got Mark Pimpy, who actually played with TJ Peronaro at the Red Hurricanes. Went extreme well over there. Andre Pollard, he's over in um, in France at Montpellier. He's playing well. Faf de Klerk, he's playing as rugby in England. So these guys have played some great minutes. They are rugby ready, and I think they'll, they'll push the Lions this weekend for a hell of a series. And they do have the grunt power up front, like you always expect with a good Springbok team. It's a Beth Mostert on the second line. You've got Detroit, Smith, Khaleesi. Oh, you just look at Khaleesi, mate. And he is, for me, he is the passion of of South Africa. He represents all the people in South Africa. He is their shining light. He is the Nelson Mandela, I think, for South Africa. So he is the leader. He is very inspirational. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And then you've got a guy like Ebenezer Best. Oh, you wouldn't want to meet him in the back alley. He is an absolute giant of a man. Him and him and Brody Retallick. <laughs> collar to collar. Who do you reckon? Schnout to schnout. <laughs> that would be an interesting little bat up in the back oh. back streets. I'd Brody's burn. skinnier than you at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's not hard, mate. So let's oh. be honest. That's a good that's good from you. Nice, Lily. It's because he's so skinny, bro. He's so skinny. But no, honestly, this this Springboks tour coming up, uh, the Springboks against the Lions, I was very lucky enough to play in the Lions uh, series three, uh, four years ago here. Obviously, we drew that last game. There was pivotal moments, but don't want to bring it up. Hopefully, Steve haven't brought it up in this little interview. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty pivotal. More rugby after the break. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have Sir Steve Hansen on the other side. Good morning. It's 7.40 uh, in the morning. You're with Baz and Izzy on breakfast. We've got a few Texas here. They've been coming flying in. So if you've got any Texas, double eight, double three. We've got a great text here, actually. What grates <laughs> me, mate, is they're not humble like you, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> You are humble, though. Oh, mate. You, you can't laugh at that. You are humble. Oh, no. It's probably one of my mates. I'm going to have to put that phone in. I'm going to put that number in my phone and find <laughs> out who it is. So whoever you are, put your name to it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, keep the texts coming in. We've got a awesome, awesome feedback coming through on the text line. But like yesterday, we were lucky enough to hear from our good friend Tim Southey well, this morning. I'm pretty nervous about this, to be honest. We've got our me old coach, Steve Hansen online. Let's hear what he has to say. Hi, it's Steve here. Good luck, Izzy. And uh, Vescus is with it. I'm sure you'll be uh, great at it. Well, he's always got an opinion, and he's always happy to tell you about it. So I'm not surprised at all that he's on radio. No, he was good to coach. He uh, great sense of humour. He's a good uh, preparer. He prepared himself well to play, and, uh, and he had a sense of humour. So that made him lovely to coach. Oh, he's, he's a motivated person. Um, he's driven to be uh, good at whatever he does. And, um, you know, it was sport initially, cricket and rugby. And um, But, you know, he wants to be a good family man and he also wants to be able to provide for them. So now he's looking at a, a career in broadcasting and dabbled a bit in it. 
and he's now starting to get a little bit more serious about it. So I'm sure he'll just get better and better. We scored a try against South Africa uh, late in the game, and um, he started showboating before he put the ball down, and then just about went over the dead ball line. So he got a rocket afterwards. He's feeling pretty good about himself because he scored the winning try, but he got a rocket for just about missing it. So he never actually uh, did too much showboating after that. We were all very, very excited, but he he just about forgot to put it down. He's excited. Now, man, on him. He's got Dag. Israel Dag. Oh, what a try. Man, who sets it up. Israel Dag scores the winner. Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Yes, I had to apologise about that. And it was actually quite funny. Um, I was running back. I was so excited. <laughs> I was pumped. You know, we're in uh, Soweto, 98,000 people. And uh, I was running back, and Mills, Mulyana was playing fullback there. I was playing wing, and he said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> and I was like, because I was so elated, you know, I was pumped. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet as. Went, went away and then went back in the change rooms, and um, Steve comes over and absolutely drills me, <laughs> gives it to me, and I'm just like, you know, young fella. It's my first year in the team. And then he walks off, and um, I'm a good mate. Corey Jane was next to me, and I was like, Siege. Doesn't he know? Just won us the game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then Corey, being Corey, always got to have the last laugh. CJ gets up and he goes, "Oh, he just said he won the game for us." And then Steve looks back, gives me the eye, and I'm like, "So I know, never ever open your mouth up next to Corey J." <laughs> <laughs> that is absolute gold. <laughs> so I am humble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It was pretty awesome, though, to hear. Yeah. So no, Steve a lot, of, a lot of time for Steve. He's got uh, a lot of time, a time you too. Bit of time with him? A little bit, not mm. a lot, mate. But he, he's obviously a horse racing man as well. He's got a very good horse, Nature yeah. Strip. Um, he's had a couple of really good horses, actually. Just on that, when I caught up with him, I clipped it out. But um, <laughs> he said, we're talking about, is he getting excited and being such an excitable character? And I said, oh, just like a, a, just like a horse that over-races a bit, all oh. the talent in the world. And he goes... Oh, I know about those two. <laughs> nature strip, char- total character. There's a little bit of a similarity there. <laughs> no. but he's got an immense amount of, I guess, uh, respect. And he, he, to me, uh, he's not an overly emotional man, but he sounded like he was quite emotional talking about your next stage in your life and mm. the providing for your family and that you you prepare well and you do this and you do that. He's clearly... Uh, a big fan of yours. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to spend most of my career with Steve. I had Ted for one year uh, with, the, with the World Cup. Well, two years, actually, 2010 and 2011 with the World Cup. And then Steve came in and had me for the next six or seven years. And, mate, he changed the game. He changed the way that we play the game. He brought in all the, uh, you know, the way that the teams are playing, now, the pods, um, their ability to play double-sided attack, his innovation, his thought process, his ability to run an environment at the highest level to keep players on the edge of their seats. Whether you're a Richie McCaw, who was undeniably the greatest player of all time, he had an ability to get you off the edge of your seat. So we'll be in reviews, mate. And, you know, we're just pumped Aussie by 60. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say it. Just, for example, we're, we're pumped. Like, we're, we're pretty feeling good about ourselves. We've gone well. And uh, we're all sitting on the back of our seats. You know, and he says, comes in and his first words, he's like, you're comfortable, are you? <laughs> get on the front of your seats. Get on the edge. So we all move up. We start playing. And then he just starts ripping people out. 
just about little things in the game that could have cost us. And, and that's his ability. You never get comfortable. You're always on edge. You're always working. His ability to keep competition within the environment um, to the highest level so everyone's competing for those positions. He was very, very good. So uh, i got a lot of time for Steve Hansen and, and what he did for me as a person. And his uh, beautiful wife, Tash, I have to give her a shout-out too. He wouldn't yeah, be nice. anywhere without her. She does everything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And he's off, he's off to a new gig as well, isn't he? He's going to – isn't he advising – the he was working with the Bulldogs for a bit, and I saw a couple of quotes saying that Phil Gould is a, a great hire for the Bulldogs who's just left the Warriors. So I don't know if he's still actively involved, but he's got a beautiful new house down on Wanaka, doesn't he? Is he? Oh, beautiful little big house. <laughs> big house, got his own little chipping pad out the front. No, he, he's doing well. He's doing well. He's, uh, he's, I think he's over in Toyota Verblitz, so Rido's old team. He was uh, helping them with the high-performance coaching set up, trying to set up their environment, providing opportunities, and then the Bulldogs, obviously, with Phil Gould. He deserves it too. He's worked very hard. He's done his penance for for New Zealand and has delivered the goods. One quick text as well before we move into our next little piece, and that says this one's from Sean. So good, is he? Loving the show, lads. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Very good. Appreciate your support, Bella. Right on the other side, our favourite, <laughs> well, maybe not so favourite, our infamous country clueless. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Now, don't forget about the caller of the month. They will win a trip for two to Perth for the Bledisloe Cup. Simply be part of SCNZ by calling 0800 150 811. Thanks to Ballpark Entertainment on SCNZ. Now, we're going to get on to country clueless shortly. But I've got to read this text out. Is this is absolute <laughs> gold. This is from Jamie. If Izzy goes to space, he will come back with a full rug. <laughs> <laughs> Love the banter, boys, and the show. Church. Is that because? Oh. Is that because my hair will be floating? So it's like trees. It'll get air to the roots. Oh, that's gold. Seven fifty-three in the morning. Country Clueless. Wow. <laughs> Where do we start? I haven't been home, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually you want yeah. to know something, yeah, though. Yeah, you want so, some advice. So, yeah, I want some advice. So if you've got any advice, give us a call, 0800 150 um, I'm just a bit stuck. Like, obviously got cows at the moment, but I want to know other options. I want to, I want to have some options. So going for what should I do with, with the pasture? Is there options to reseed it or baleage or hay? Um... You know, what can I do? Should I plant some, some pumpkins or, or what? <laughs> Obviously, with the climate down in Christchurch, uh, the options might be limited. But I, I actually generally want to know what can I um, yeah, what can I do with it because I don't know about these cows. They're... Well, I think what's fair is we'll share the stories about how poor we are mm. in managing our 10-acre yeah. lots, but we need some advice, you know? Yes. Like we need to be able to actually enhance the yeah. farm. Yeah, yeah, I want some advice because um, no-one's helping me and... Uh, yeah, I, oh, it's quite funny. I walk into farmlands and, and, and people laugh at me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they just look at me and go, are you all right, sir? It's quite an uncomfortable place, though. It is. Know, like... and, and I'm that stubborn, I don't want to ask for help. So I just go, no, I'm all right. And I just go look at toys. Well, <laughs> like, I walk into a bottle store and I know exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I walk into a farmlands and I've got no well, idea. Well, that's Friday. Friday tipple. We'll talk about that later. But no, seriously, give us a call. 0800 15 0811 
give Izzy and Baz just a little bit of info about how we start to. Yeah, I was really make keen to, to give Sean yeah. up on our land because I was really keen to give the wife a call and actually see how it's all going. But I don't want to get abused because <laughs> uh, she's got a three-year-old and a four-year-old, and she doesn't want to ask her about her cows. Should hang up on me. So lucky I've got Luke Romano. He's helping me. My good friend. He's helping me with the farming side of it. But I just want to know options going forward. If there is any other options, especially being in Christchurch where it is very cold uh, in the mornings, can I grow any produce? Can I uh, get some hay gun or um, do you know I want to lease it out? Come see me. I'll lease it out to so you. What about, what about just flatten it out, put a little picket fence around <laughs> it and set up your own little cricket ground? Mate, that is actually the plan. So the plan is for me, when I had all these aspirations for my life block, life sentence block, um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put a little par three course in there. So I wanted to actually put a little golf hole in the paddock yeah. and have three little tee blocks around the, the paddock. So that is an option. Uh, probably have to work in radio for 50 years to pay for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, unsure. Louis, what are you, you can't let this moment go. Come on, jump in. No, no, no. He lives in Parnell, mate. He lives in Parnell. Oh, he's right there, but no, we'll let this one go. <laughs> Through to the keeper from Louis Herman Watt. <laughs> Uh, what I was thinking, maybe even like you put a maybe a polo field. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't really interest you, does it? What about I was talking about show jumping. So my wife's yeah. family got a uh, venting show jumping arena in, in Gisborne. Would you, would you ever consider doing that? Are you, are your kids into jumping? You got two girls. Yeah. So uh, yep, the girls ride. Well, the, my oldest girl Maya, she's eleven, and Evie's uh, seven. She's the youngest one. Riley's 17, but I'll get on to him at some stage. And it's too early in the morning for his stories. <laughs> but, but, yeah, Maya, um, she rides. Um, she's done all the pony club and all, all that kind of thing. She rides quite well, actually. And she's right into it. She actually wants a pony at the moment, but I've got that many horses on around anyway. I'm trying to, we'll trying to reduce the horses, horses not increase them. Bears, we've got fire some great away. So goats or alpacas? Ooh, who's that from? Please put your name put, so we can have a laugh I reckon Ethan, give us a ring, mate. He's loving the chat. He's a house farmer and a cattle rancher. Good job, boys. Ethan, give us. A, we should give him a call and see if what he's up to. I think, some... I think you'll find that says he's a horse farmer. Oh. He's taking your lingo, your oh. job description from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Bez, I, Bez, I think he's saying loving the chat from the horse farmer oh. and the cattle rancher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are the horse farmer and you are the cattle I muddled that up, mate. Ethan, thank you. But go to Alpacas? Yeah, it could be an option. Can you? What is that? Quite easy. I'm, I'm after easy and, and simple. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Ethan, tell us how easy it is. No, he wasn't. It wasn't Ethan. No, it was someone who didn't add their name. We've got another question. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about this. Later. Hey, has he got any CJ stories, mate? No, you got a radio show. It's time for some payback. I've got plenty. I've got plenty, mate. He was my roommate for fifty-five tests. So we've got plenty of stories about CJ. I can't wait to hear these. That, that was a great yarn too. That was, I could actually, I could almost feel myself in the moment when you were telling that yarn. That was hilarious. He's nailed you, though, way. He's sort of throwing you under the bus. Oh, he's nailed me, mate. That's him to a T. He just nails you, so. That's TJ to a T. Yeah, well, Country Clueless, please help us out. Feel free to just ring in and offer us anything. Well, after eight, we've got Kendra Coxedge coming up, Jamie Richards, and more. So thanks to the team.
And next though is news with Trudy with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Um, We are coming up three minutes after eight. We've had some laughs this morning. Jeez, we've had some laughs. My gosh. Jeff Bezos, he has just said that. It was his best day ever. I'm sure it is for him. I love just how sure brash is he is. a billion a day. He's so brash. What about, <laughs> what about how good this text is? Oh, dude. I've got to read this. This is gold. Uh, it's from Juan. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Izzy could become the new Tiger King. Maybe a few exotic animals to go with his exotic hairdo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love how much this traction, how much traction this hairdo's got. It's doing wonders. So I'll tell you what. Four weeks' time, look out for Izzy and his new hairdo and his new business. <laughs> I'm going to plug myself here. <laughs> <But> literally. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, that was real quick from you. That is one of the better ones. That is so quick, plugs. You're resilient, Izzy. I love that you just embrace it. Embrace it, mate. Thick yeah. skin. Yeah, soak it in. Soak it in, mate. You've come at me about being overweight. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now that's <stiff. laughs> No, got another que- uh, another text coming in. So if you've got any texts, double eight, double three. We're loving your feedback. Thanks very much. Um, is he not sh- sure where in Christchurch you, your 10 acres is? But you can combine this country clue segment with the Friday tipple. We'll keep the wife happy too. Plant a vineyard. Get Hannah Whitelock to help you out. I studied viticulture with her at Lincoln back in the day, Matt Blenheim. That's not a bad idea. Plant some grapes. Grapes and vines. Yeah. My query is... is <laughs> don't you, pl- you plant vines and then and they then turn the into grapes, don't <laughs> they? Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose you're not digging holes and putting grapes in the ground, are you? <laughs> now, do they not grow from seeds? <laughs> Um, oh. We've got a new member of Country Clueless. Oh, oh word to Peg Bay as well. That's embarrassing. Oh. Good wine, Peg Bay. Oh, I loved my time there. North Canterbury, what a place. I actually nestled in I just don't know how the vines the would go one. in the cold. Frosty mornings. No, they, you, you need that. The vines, you need the you? extreme conditions. Well, think of all the, the great vineyards around the world and even in New Zealand, like central Otago, the extreme heat and then the extreme uh, cold. So you actually need that contrast. Oh. Well, that's what Are I believe anyway. Well, and, they, and what they do to stop the frosts is they, they fly helicopters in. So you can get Richie, Christchurch helicopters or whatever he's doing. You want to fund that? You can, <laughs> that's the Jeff Bezos style of... of oh, I'll flash it. You don't need the, the helicopter. That's what they do. Not every vineyard. Nah, they have, a lot of them have turbines to keep the frosts off. Double eight, double three, please tell us what we how we can plant some vines and get some some... Wine coming through the door for biggers and bears. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, it's our privilege now to welcome in a good friend of mine. It's time for another McCafe coffee catch-up. And the Farakama Cup is back and underway for 2021 with our wahine lacing them up for another season of high-energy rugby. Our next guest, well, pound for pound, she might just be our finest rugby player in the country, Canterbury's Kendra, Kendra Coxedge is on the line. Before we get to her... Hear this. Kendra is only 12 points away from becoming the first woman to score 1,000 points in women's domestic rugby. That is no easy feat. This weekend, she'll get a chance to notch the number when she takes on... Uh, when Canary take on Waikato. Morning, Kendra. Good morning, Izzy. 
Hell of an intro, mate. Did you did you know that stat? You're twelve points away from a thousand points. Yeah, I got, got told that yesterday. Um, but I'm surprised you've done your homework, mate. How good is that? <laughs> eh? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's been, been a few years, I guess, and the, and the red and blacks, and, yeah, just really surprised that I managed to clock up, clock up that many points, bit of a bit of a hunger out there, eh? <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. I'm joined by Bears and, and Louis here, but we just want to talk about uh, this season with Farah Palmer. Obviously, was this always part of the plan? Uh, I know you were going to have some time off. You had some time off with the Blackfern season. Uh, you took a bit of time away from rugby. Was it, was it always part of the plan to come back and play in this Farah Palmer Cup? Yeah, I mean, the idea was to have the club season off, um, yep. which I did, and then it was just kind of having checkpoints throughout the season. And, um, yeah, I mean, I always wanted to come back for, for Farah Palmer Cup. Um, you know, we're four in a row. Um, we really came to try and get to five in a row. And I won 90 games as well, so yes. I just want to kind of keep clocking, clocking that up. And, you know, I love I love that rugby. Um, I love playing with the girls, and we've got a great group of girls in management. So, um, yeah, it was always kind of a plan, but I also had checkpoints too to make sure I was, you know, mentally ready to go and physically. And yeah, I'm enjoying being back involved. Kendra, it's bad to see. I'm just going to try and sort of wheeze my way in here because there's two Cantabs in the studio, and obviously you're a strong Cantabrian as well. And I'm not, but I'm going to try and just fit in anyway. Hey, um, you debuted back in 2007. That's 14 years you've been on the road doing what you've been doing, and arguably your form has never been stronger. What keeps you so motivated? Um, yeah, well, I think just the love of the game, to be honest. Um, you know, and I guess that's why I had to have that break away from club because I was, you know, I just felt like, you know, getting going to training and it just gets a little bit harder. I mean, as you guys both, you know, both know, um, you just kind of want to turn up and play. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I think just enjoying it, enjoying the training, um, you know, being back out there, taking that break when you need to. Um, and just, yeah, the love of it and the, I guess the environment that, yeah, you have uh, with the Black Ferns and, and Canterbury too. It's just it's next to nothing, so it kind of keeps me kind of coming back. Hey, awesome! Um, if you got any questions for Kendra, make sure you text in double eight double three, and we'll get those to her. But Kenj, tell us about this Canterbury side, four in a row, and uh, I just want to exp- talk a bit more about that. What what motivates you, and what is it about the Canterbury Waller that that makes it so successful? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, as, as we talk a lot around cultures and teams and environments and, um, you know, each year we, we have a theme um, that links us really, really close and gives us a sense of belonging and um, and these girls work hard. That's the biggest thing is that they um, they want to become better people and, and better players and they've never really been part of a group that just wants to wants to work hard and also, you know, a few of them want to, want to get to higher honours. So, um, you know, our management is really fantastic. Um, our coaches, you know, Blue Baxter, Tony Christie, Whitney Hatch and Melissa Rusco, and they buy into our, our environment and our, our theme and our, our culture and they lead it really well. And um, it's just such a great team to be part of and that just shows out on the field. Um, they just work hard to, to want to be the best. Uh, New Zealand women's rugby in the healthiest has probably ever been. Are you pretty impressed with the talent coming through and going around? Yeah, it's it's unreal. Like, um, you know, obviously working it day to day, and um, I actually went to a New Zealand under eighteen Maori girls camp um, at the start of the year, and I was just blown away. They had a game against each other, and just blown away by the talent kind of coming through. Um, and then last night we had a bit of a skills and drills invite. You know, anyone could come along. 
um, you know, between four and five last night on the amount of um, young girls that are turning up at, at that age now and wanting to be part of it um, is really exciting. Hey, Kendra, you just pick up on something you mentioned just before. You said about how the coaches buy into the, the environment. Is in, in your setup down there, is, is it a player-driven environment more so than coaches? Yeah, hugely player-driven. Um, it's probably happened over the last, I'd say, three years in that Canterbury environment, um, which is which is obviously huge in, way, in the way teams are today. Um, we've got a great leadership group. Um, we've got, you know, strat groups and all our mini unit groups. So we've got, like, a leader of attack and an attack group and D and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, the coaches, are they're, they're still open to wanting to learn, um, which I find really, really awesome. Um, you know, and they, they, they kind of put that ego aside and want to want to be better people and better, better coaches so they're open to um, discussions with players and the leadership group and I think we have it, we have it working really well here. Hey Ken, I just want to put it out there women's rugby where would, you, where would be the perfect scenario, where do you want it to get to? Uh, well, it's it's got it's got to go full time at some stage, right? Mm. Um, you know, we're still um, most of the girls in the black ferns and that are still all working working full time. But then you also look back of where we've come uh, in the last few years, and the black ferns being you know semi pro contracted. Um, you know, next year this elite comp's going to start, uh, and then we're getting more tests a year for black ferns. So, you know, it's it's at a point now where you know there's so many so much going on that it's too hard for for girls to hold down a a job, so I believe that yeah, it needs to go. It needs to go full time. So how how, how do we get years. how do we get to that stage? How do we get there as a country and New Zealand rugby? What do they need to do? Uh, you know, we've got to I guess continue. We've got to get you know more bums on seats, more people to game, yeah. uh, more people to games, um, sponsors on board. That's always a big one. Trying to get sponsors on board, yep. um, media to continue to to grow the exposure of the game. Um, as we know, that's just gone through the roof in the last. Three years, um, you know, it's awesome having Sky Sport um, broadcasting all our games this year, no matter where they're played. Um, not necessarily have to be a double hitter. So, you know, that's really cool. And I think the more that kind of happens, and the more tests we get for Black Ferns, um, and obviously the interest of sponsors coming on board. Well, I think it's absolutely vital that it goes mm. full time and, and mm. fully professional. It's just such an important aspect for the growth of the sport across the. Mate, they got more numbers coming into the to the game than the men's. Like yeah. these, the thing that these Blackfords and these New Zealand Sevens players, they're really enticing these younger generations to come through, so I 100% believe it. It's not necessarily going to be financial right from the word go either, is it, Kendra? There's going to be time, there's going to be a, a period where it, you have to build it first, right? Yeah, and that's kind of, I guess, the period we are, we are at the moment, you know, we're in it at the moment, and I think, you know, we've got a, we've got a World Cup here next year, and there's, you know, potentially a few tests here as well, and I think, you know, the more people we can kind of get along to that and, and market that, and have standalone games too, like it's been so awesome having double hitters, and we want to continue that. But we've also got to see if it can kind of hold its own by having standalone games. Well, thanks so much for your time, Kendra. Really appreciate it. We'd love to get you on some more time, uh, more times um, to talk Farah Palmer Cup and and the women's rugby game. I think it's well needed, and well, we need to speak about it some more. So, thanks so much for your thanks, time. Kendra. You're an absolute champion. Thanks for having me on, team. Thanks, guys. See and thanks to the team at McCafe for being our official coffee partner on the show. There was a McCafe coffee catch-up.
Fantastic, Izzy. Well done. Kendra Coxedge, an absolute champion. Your Razor Robertsons, yourself, your Kieran Reeds, your Richie McCools, your Dan Carters, your Andy Ellis's, your Kendra Coxedge. Yeah. She goes in the same echelon for me as a Canterbury sporting and New Zealand sporting icon. But now it is time to cross to the TAB at 40 minutes past eight. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Our man Paul Mawate is on the line. And Paul, you sent us into pandemonium yesterday when you brought out the darts chat. I don't know if you heard this morning. <laughs> Morning, but we managed to track down a darts player. What have you got for us today? Yeah, I, I heard. Uh, well, big rig, big red, big, big man. <laughs> Van Gogh paid. He paid too, didn't he? He got up. Yeah, yeah certainly. Well, uh, once again, uh, the world match play darts is on. Uh, I think Gerwin Price and Johnny Clayton are, are about to kick off, and the last match of the day. Sees Dimitri Vandenberg up against Dave Chisnell. Uh, Vandenberg's a favourite in that match at $1.50. Uh, Dave Chisnell is at $2.35. And of course, we've got our darts bonus back promotion on that match. Place a pre match head to head bet. And if your player doesn't win but hits five or more 180s, we'll give you your money back up to $50 as a bonus bet. Oh, Paul, that is tasty, tasty work. Thank you so much for, for ducking. I, 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 but before I go, I was listening to you boys yesterday morning, and it sort of reminded me of a TV show or a, a, a theme <laughs> tune. So I just, I just thought I'd, I'd run this one by you. Now, I want to hear a story about a man named Baz, a poor horse farmer. Well, that's what Izzy said. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're on the radio, working for Stan 6 to 9, what a show. Yes! You, you got to have your own show in no time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, that is unbelievable. Can we steal that? <laughs> yeah, that one's for free, but I'm going to have to start charging you, boys. Oh, fantastic. Oh. Paul Moate from the TAB. Uh, visit the TAB. You can in-play hundreds of different sports markets. There's so many to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. We do have a $50 bonus bet to give away today. There's a couple of lovely texts here. We're trying to work out what Izzy should be farming. Someone says dig a pond and farm ducks. Um, so th- that's an option. If you want to win this bonus bet, keep those texts coming through. Double eight, double three. Watch it as he dag be farming farmer dag on his property in Canterbury. That's fantastic from Paul Bass. That's good crack. That that is real good crack. Not only is he he turns up and gives us generous odds, but then he just nails that as well. Absolutely brilliant. What do you reckon is? Mate, that was unbelievable. I, I didn't expect that. That was very good from Paul. And like I said, I want to steal that. Eight seventeen. Back soon. We've had a good morning so far. It's been good fun. Plenty of laughs. Izzy has had us in stitches in here. Reciting that Corey Jane yarn was an absolute gold. And now we're going to move on to Jamie Richards. Well, he is one of the great young sporting and racing professionals in the country. He runs the behemoth of an operation for Tiakia Racing. He's the leading training training in the premiership. He's leading that by 70 wins with a total of 160 in total on the board. Jamie Richards on the line, and with those stats, he's a very appropriate first crack at a racing interview on this program. He's another member of the Matter Matter Mafia, and we are pretty much running New Zealand at this stage. Morning, Jamie. 
There's the horse farmer. How are you? Oh, very good, mate. Very good. I thought you'd like the horse farmer. <laughs> hey, mate. Awesome. <laughs> mate, it's been a pretty unbelievable season for your team. Nearly $6 million in prize money amassed here in New Zealand. How do you sum up the 2021 season for yourself and Team Tiakia? I think it's just been a combination of uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of, you know, a lot of important people around the place in terms of uh, staff that are associated with us and vets and farriers and owners who uh, who pay for the show to go on and Dave and Karen and um, jockeys. It's been a it's been a big team effort. Unless you can work together and uh, have a common goal, it's very hard to achieve those sorts of results. And mate, we've got um, so there's obviously Izzy and, and myself in here. We've also got our racing man, a man you know very very well. Louis is here. He's got a couple of questions for you too. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Good, Louie. What's up? Oh, we're very excited. I've never seen Baz so happy since we've been doing this show. He was so fizzed to get racing on, and that is very promising for all of the SCNZ listeners and you good racing people. Mate, yesterday at the Cambridge Trials, you rolled out the heavy artillery, and it's kind of funny because this current season's still going on, but you're in pre-season training for next season. Can you just kind of break that down for us and for the kind of the more sporty folk out there, how does it work trying to get horses ready? Uh, well, like, uh, say, if you're aiming to be, um, say, trialling yesterday, um, we like to give them about seven or eight weeks' work before they have their first trial. So basically work off about the 1st of June, um, and then sort of six or seven weeks through to their first trial, and then they'll have another trial, which is just like a practice race and a, and a fortnight. Um, so pretty much yesterday the, the GPs just went once round, I guess you would sort of call it... Uh, um, you know, three-quarter pace, really. They didn't, you know, they weren't sort of asked to, to go too fast or anything like that. Like they had a nice hit-out without being sort of asked too much of a question um, and then trial again in a fortnight, a bit more pressure, and then they should be ready to go off to the races two or three weeks after that. Mate, there was some equine excellence on show yesterday at the trials. Probabil, Amarilina, on Trivier, Sword of State, Avantage, all the big guns. There was also a horse called Goddard at the trials as well. How did he go? He went right. I Good. Enough. Need a little bit of time. But, uh, <laughs> you're a patient man. That will be sweet. I am a patient man for, for everyone else. I own a share in Goddard. So. Anyway, but let's move on. This is a bit self-indulgent. Um, Probabil, how's she, how's she coming up? Probabil is in great shape. She um, just sort of did her normal thing yesterday, and that's sort of pretty laid back um, uh, just cruising. So uh, she ran third, not too much pressure, and she'll trial again in a couple of weeks and then she could well be straight on the plane to Melbourne um, where there's some really nice races for her and obviously uh, obviously a race like the Cox Plate something that we're aiming her towards. Probably it was, um, well, she's got to be one of our, well, she probably is our best horse if we're being objective about it at the moment. Um, group 1 wins in Australia for everybody is very hard to achieve. It's not like the rugby where we just go over there and flog them. It's a lot harder than that, is he, to, to win a Group 1 in Australia. And probably was doing that on Trivier. Hard to read on paper, but very fast horse, Jamie. And yesterday she looked like she worked super in that trial. Um, she can tell she's a fast horse because she just wants to go. She just really wants to go. You have to have her under a hold. I kind of read something that you, you were intimating she probably won't race in New Zealand. She'll head straight over to Australia. What are the targets? Uh, she could maybe straight to Sydney. There's some nice races for her there. Um, and they announced a nice race during the week called the Invitation, which is a, um, a $2 million fillies and mares race. It weights and penalties. Um, 
1,400, uh, which just sounds ideal, October the 23rd. Um, so that would be a, a nice racer. Obviously, as the name suggests, you've got to be invited into that race by a panel. Uh, hopeful that uh, her form would be good enough to be considered for a race like that. And, um, yeah, as you say, she's very fast, Louie. Like, she she puts 100% into into everything that she does, um, and that just sort of goes to show the difference. You know how some horses, um, like probably are laid back, some are like on trivia, they want to go hard all the time, or, or Avon Taj, who, who's probably a little bit like Probabil, just cruised around yesterday, so they've all got their different traits and characteristics. Well, if you got your black book out, that race is at Randwick on October 27, and at set weights and penalties, I think in trivia will get about two and a half kilos off some of the big guns, and I think on the futures it's $15 into $11 as well, Louis. So. Yeah, it's, it's, some of those greedy buggers have had a go at it, so the easy dags of the world with the deep pockets have already unloaded. And only 12 starters as well in that in that field, so that might get a little bit of mine as well. Uh, Jamie, what about um, the rest of your stable, mate? Is there someone that we've maybe overlooked, an up-and-comer that you're really happy with for the season? Uh, there were a few horses that just sort of sneaked under the radar yesterday, Um I guess Palamos uh, would be one of those. He was a favourite for the crack, but he had a little bit of an injury hold-up. Um, but he he had a really nice trial yesterday, just ran third, quiet, no pressure. Um, and there was another filly there called uh, Invincible, who's um, both Invincible and Palamos are two from two um, as two-year-olds and then have had little injury hold-ups and are back on, back on track now. So um, like most of ours, they'll try it again in a fortnight and then, and then crack into it from there. Good man. Well, we'll let you go anyway, Jamie, but thank you very much. We'd love to get you on the show more often. Congratulations with everything. Look forward to catching up in God's country and shouting you a beer at some stage, mate. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. Good man. Thank you. That was Jamie Richards from Team Tiaka, one of the best trainers in the world, and we can call him our very, very own. We are very, very lucky with how many gun trainers and jockeys. He gets up even earlier than us. He does. He gets up about 2.30. 2.30 in the morning. What? To train horses. You're mad. <laughs> Driven. He's a real horse farmer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real horse farmer. Oh, that's gold. Right. <laughs> Off to Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 8.32 in the morning. We have Louis for sport. Thank you, Baz. And, and Izzy, I've got one for you, actually. And you too, Baz. I don't know why I would be discriminating. Um, remember we <laughs> talked about the Formula One earlier in the week? Height. You're discriminating on height. No. Anyway, carry on. No. Yes. I wouldn't. I tell you, I didn't get as scared when I threw some shade at Izzy today when he looked at me when you did. I don't know. This, something about those eyes. I'm a nice guy, mate. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, remember when Max Verstappen went flying into the wall on Monday morning? Yes. The F1 is so... It's, it's unreal. Listen to this. This is what came from this. So there's this, all this great behind-the-scenes footage and audio. And this is a bit of audio from it. Michael, this is Toto. Go ahead, Toto. Uh, Michael, I just sent you an email. Um, 
with the diagrams where the car should be. Did you receive that? Uh, oh, no, I don't uh, access my emails during a race deliberately because I concentrate on the race. <laughs> what? <laughs> Toto Wolf, who is the head of Mercedes, saying to the race officials, I've sent you an email. Lewis Hamilton is allowed to be there. And he's like, mate, I'm not checking my emails. I'm, I'm dropping the middle of the race trying to trying to work out who, if this guy's been crashed into cynically or not. Oh, man, that is... Oh. Like Formula One, never knew nothing about it. Watched the Netflix series. Oh, that thing is so good. It's a, it's such an insight to what goes on behind the scenes. And I know Toto Wolf. Yeah, he is a big character. He's a big dog, a big boy. And um, yeah, I love it, mate. Them and Red Bull, the way the passion. That's why this Max Verstappen Lewis Hamilton feud. Obviously, uh, Max is leading by eight points in this championship. Louis going for another what number? Twelve, a hundred, something yeah. like that. Anyway, yeah. championship. So. You're very interested. I've never been to Formula One, so I'd love to go. It must be amazing. I've heard it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've been once. Went to the Abu Dhabi Formula One. Didn't see Ooh. a car. <laughs> 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 so where were you, mate? Uh, I reckon you can work that one out. Yeah, is that the, well, if there's no tote there, he's at the bar. If there's no bar there, he's at the tote. Um, how good is this episode of Drive to Survive going to be when it comes out next year? The, they'll call it the crash or something dramatic, but it's fantastic stuff. Is he in the ticks for what you should be farming? Well, they're steaming in. Yeah, we've got one for farming, lots for farming. But I want to touch on this one, and we're going to go back to I'd like to see New Zealand rugby make the Farrah Palmer Cup its own competition and not tagging it on to the men's NPC as curtain raisers. We just have to look over the ditch to the Women's League and the Women's Big Bash, which is run as its own competition and thriving. And that is a hell of a text, and I totally agree with that 100%. Baz, you played in the Big Bash. They do it pretty well there with the men's and the women's. Yep. They do. I, I am a firm believer that the growth of the sport is dependent on, across both genders. Yeah. I think the whilst it may not pay the bills initially, you need to build it and then things will, will eventuate. No different to what the men's game was at some point when it went from amateur to professional. You need to invest the resource in the women's game and then then you, you allow it to grow, and then the, the overall sport will, will develop, and that's exactly what's happened in the Big Bash. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. Like, you have to start out, and, and reality is we're not going to get probably numbers or the hype. Uh, as you know, as Kiwis, we need to see things to actually commit to things. So I, I 100% agree that we need to get this Farah Palmer Cup up and going in its own individual uh, competition. I, I know 100% Sky will be keen to, to get on board with that, and that'll be a major factor. Which is key because broadcasting rights and broadcasting money is, is vital. I guess the the contrary view to that is just, well, how do you pay for it? Where does the money come from? Well, the money comes from being able to run a slightly slender ship, not not having so much money tied up in a lot of the administration stuff and actually investing in the product. You do that, you get your shot window right for both the men's and the women's game, and then you bring about participation and then it starts to sn- snowball into into positive uh, positive um, impact on your bottom line. Well, that's what I think anyway. No, I totally agree. Uh, we've got another text here. <laughs> I don't want to read this one. Izzy should be a sheep farmer. Wiltshire sheep, in fact, they can grow their own hair back. Finn Davidson. Wow. <laughs> so we got something in common, me and sheep. Very good. Where's Izzy, another one? you could turn your property into a racetrack and Baz could race his horses there all the time and win every race or just turn it into an international crew ground. Great show, love listening while I work. 
picking up rubbish bags. Scooter from Levin. Hey, Scooter. Scooter. What thank a name. You. Yeah, mate. Levin, Scooter from Levin. What a man. Oh, thanks, well, bud. Might, might be a woman, to be fair, but Scooter, champion. Thanks for your support, mate. One more. One more is. One more. Hedgehog farmer. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Hedgehog farmer. Oh. Are these actual farmers? Hedgehog? Nah, you're taking it. I'm gullible, as you can tell. Oh. <laughs> Far out, that's gold. Right, we've got something very, very special for Izzy because I'm going to be under the pump in a couple of minutes' time with Off the Bat. We will catch you soon. Morning. We're on the home stretch. It's 8.42am. And you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Oh, it's been a wonderful morning so far. We've got a few texts coming in. Uh, hey, thanks. My real name is Mark. Scooter is my nickname when I play darts. So we've actually got a couple of dart fans out there. I thought they would have been quite happy with that interval with Big Rig. Um, Baz, you want to read that one out? Second one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy reading this one out because you're about to put me under the pump. So anyway, here we go. From Ethan, Izzy could be a goat farmer. Can picture him standing in his field with a straw hat and denim overalls admiring his goats. <laughs> There's been a lot of chat about goats. So is it actual, is, can you actual like... Be a goat farmer? Yeah. Is it actual, actual... Someone's got to farm the goats, do they? Yeah, no, nah, but they actually like... They actually sell... Piss? Yeah, piss. You can catch them in... Tar? They, they eat all the pasture, don't they, on farms? The one's up in Gizzy anyway, I know that. There's actually a couple of friends of mine. We should give them a call, actually. The Gaddams up in Gisborne, they actually herd um, goats. That sounds, sounds like country clueless tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they actually make good money out of it. I think yeah. you make 100 bucks a goat. Straight up. <laughs> and these goats are free. <laughs> you don't have to buy them, mate. You, just, you go ask the farmer if I can go herd goats. Anyway, oh, that's, that's my bit of chat. But now it's time for you, Bez. I'm so nervous. Hey? Oh, dig a hole, son, and hide. It's a shocker. We're going off the bat. Oh, Baz is so nervous. I've never ever seen him this nervous, to be honest. Off the bat. Baz, for you that don't know, off the bat is three topics, anything going on in the world. And Baz has got to sell the dream. He's got to talk huh. his socks off this topic. Are you ready, bud? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Here we go. COVID-19 coronavirus, cats are better than dogs at catching coronavirus. Well, obviously, dogs are very resilient to all sorts of viruses. They get uh, vaccinated twice a year. Uh, cats, on the other hand, uh, well, they, 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 they spread around a lot, you know, like they, they run. Oh, my God. That was not bad. Okay, okay, move That's on. not bad. Good start, mate. Very, very shocking. Mark Reason, red cards don't ruin games. They save lives. Mark Reason, the voice of reason. (laughs) Red cards don't ruin games. They save lives. Well, look, I understand his point there that they can save lives if we're dealing with the um, the high tackles. But surely on on this instance, that was not a red card. Play on. It's a good hit. And Izzy knows what it's like to be hit by him. Mark Reason. Don't listen to anything he says. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Space Jam, LeBron James sequel, Slam Dunk's Black Widow at box office. 
Space Jam. That's that game you play on the those little <laughs> machines. <and that>. <laughs> <laughs> you put your twenty cent piece oh. in and you sit down at that Pac little Man. seat. Oh, that's Pac Man. Ah, what Space Jam? Movie. Oh, get across a different demographic. <laughs> 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 oh, you are absolutely horrendous at that game. There's one of us who just absolute rubbish comes to their mind quicker than the other one. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> oh. um, the funny thing about that You're segment, too good to, for me than that. The funny thing about that segment, that was actually your segment you came up with. <laughs> that segment? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought it was going to be like one word. Would that help? Oh, probably not. I think it's my ability to process things needs it just a little bit longer. Anyway, that was a bit tough. Is no, no, it's all good. Remember, the call of the month will win a trip to Perth for the Blazo Cup. Simply be a part of SENZ by calling 0800-150-811. Thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. That's for breakfast on SENZ, and we're on into the final furlong of today's show. We've got eight minutes to go in our show, and we welcome our very special guest and the next host, Dan Smith, <laughs> into the studio for our temper sleep on it. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conform to the exact shape of your body and unrivaled support and comfort temper a mattress like no other in smith welcome uh fellas fantastic can i let you in a little secret yeah yes, i had 15 acre block myself at one point <laughs> <laughs> there's always someone with a bigger boat yes. <laughs> just the house with 15 acres down at uh on the western access of lake taupo yes down by tihoi there waihaha road uh, father-in-law barney strong bought uh, a little bit of land off him and so we uh, we worked away there had so, it and what did you farm? <laughs> I didn't farm horses. <laughs> Dry stock, sheep and cattle. Yeah. Dry stock, sheep and cattle. Any tips? Any tips? Any, any, what's your number one tip when I've just recently moved to the 10 acres? Good so gumboots, mate. You've got to keep your feet warm. <laughs> Red bands. Honestly, don't. Yeah, good gumboots and those woolly socks. Bears has probably got some cricket socks left over. A couple of pair of those on every morning. You'll really, have some good rugby socks. Yeah, I've got some good keep rugby socks. Keep your feet warm because, honestly... You wouldn't be shifting too many brakes in 10 acres, would you? Shifting too many electric fences? Uh, see, that's that's my problem at the moment. I'm wondering if I put up a solid fence through the middle so I can split feed. Yeah. Um, or I or just keep moving this electric fence. That constantly gives me shocks. I've got one of those solar-powered uh, electric units. Yeah. Yeah. They're very good. Don't touch the metal bits. It's a tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to ask you a little bit about your show in a sec, Smitty. But first of all, we've got the TAB $50 bonus bet winner. Is he? Yep. Well, uh, congratulations, Juan Gregan. Thanks for texting in, mate. You won $50 thanks to the team at TAB. Bonus bet winner. Well done, mate. Good job. What's on today? Smith? Well, look, we're pretty busy today. Like uh, you guys had some high-powered stuff. We've had some. We've got some good stuff today. There's a lot of issues, Baz, as you well know. Uh, so we've got Cameron George, boss of the Warriors. Good racing man as well. Good racing man. So Camo, uh, straight after 9 o'clock, we've got Tom McRae, who's the New Subs America's Cup. $156 million. Who's paying for that? It's a big wedge, you, isn't you it? Know, you know, Auckland ratepayers paying for that. Doesn't worry us three, does it really? Yeah, it depends <laughs> on your pocket there. might find a little bit to, go, to get us halfway there. Help yourself, Auckland. You could give up your salary and cover half of it. Um, we've got... Uh, now, here's an interesting one. We're going to carry on the Laurel Hubbard issue. So we're going to talk to Joanna Harper. Yep. Joanna Harper is a trans athlete. 
Mm. So she uh, transitioned at the age of 47 and back in 2004. Very, very strong-willed person. Uh, was uh, used as a consultant in this whole process by the uh, Olympic Committee and also by rugby, uh, world rugby as well, as to whether transitioning athletes should be able to play rugby, Izzy. Mm. And they said no. Um, but she was an advocate for them. So she's really strong-willed about it. And I think uh, as a pre-recorded interview we'd, we've done, we just did it not long ago, and I think you'll sense her mm. attitude towards the whole thing yeah. very strongly. So, oh, yeah, that's part that. of that too. Uh, Steady, Gary Stead. Oh, brilliant. Um, you know, more about the Mace on tour, actually. You know, they're taking the Mace on tour. That kicks off where they're going and, and the dates there. And, they're not and going just, to the Hawks Bay, are no. they? No. Why not? Oh, I don't know. We've got the Ranfilly Shield, mate. We're only the Mace Walk. For God's sake. We've got the Hawk Cup. We've got the Chatham Cup. Yes. We've got every cup. Keeps going. Keeps going, Smitty. <laughs> Stick your Mace where you like it. I'll tell you that. Uh, also, uh, we're, gonna, we're starting a, a new segment, too. Uh, about uh, we've got a, a comedian. We're going to have a comedian a week. Oh, we've got Just one to too. Sports no joke. <laughs> yeah, you got one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got one. Uh, Tony Lyle today. So looking forward to that. So that takes us up to the news at 12. And then, of course, Staffy kicks in. So, hey, yeah, really busy. Oh, we've got Alan Bunting too. Black oh, yes. Simmons coach. Nice. As well. Because uh, the Olympics starts tonight. Narelle Sindos, we're talking too about women's football starts mm. tonight. So, enjoying yourself? I am. I am enjoying myself, actually. Uh, we all head home tomorrow, though. That's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to matter, matter. But Izzy might be sharing your studio at times as well. Yeah, Izzy's going to spend papers. a bit of time in the base, so uh, we've got a bed sorted out for Izzy, and he can just stumble a- across into the office, and uh, he can... I'll have to keep the energy the down up. at 6 o'clock in the morning. Sorry, Smithy. Oh, uh, sorry, what's that? <laughs> i have to keep the energy. You're trying to you know, sedate it a little bit. I don't want to be yelling out and waking you up. Oh, You're... don't worry. I've got the... Mrs. Smith's got the breakfast menu sorted oh, out for you. Beautiful. Bit of Thank coffee. You. Oh, bit of coffee, bit of brekkie. Thank you so much. Just like Liz will be, you know, at, at about 7.30, Liz will be driving into Matter Matter to bring you a bit of brekkie, Bass. Oh, I can't imagine so, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be out there feeding the horses and moving the cattle with a bit of luck. Ah, looking after the money. <laughs> <laughs> righto, righto. We better, we, we better ask you this question, a sleep-on-it question. So right. just to re- confirm to everyone as well, so we're going to ask me a question and we're going to ask him to sleep on it and then tomorrow morning you'll come back in here just before your show yep. and you'll answer it for us. Okay. Yep, sure. All right. And our temper question today is, will the Olympics make the closing ceremony? Good. Love it. Absolutely love it. Good, man. Okay. All right. I'll be, I'll be, I've got an opinion on that already, but I'll strengthen it overnight. Mm. Well, and and lot could, a lot could happen overnight as well. Yeah. Well, I'm still saying it's going to start. I mean, it starts tonight anyway, but yeah. uh, they'll still have the uh, ceremony on Friday. They'll kick it off. I'm saying that much. Yeah. But it's an interesting... It's a little teaser. It's a nice little it? poser to sleep on, you right? <laughs> Thanks, Smitty. Thanks, All Smitty. the best. Oh, what a show we've had, Is It's been great fun. Bears, we've covered everything from space to rugby, women's space rugby to <laughs> farming. And, like, the, the text is blowing up about farming. I've got so many ideas now, and Smitty's... Didn't believe Smithy was a farmer. Can't pick it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's always got the flash threads on, isn't he? Yes. You know? He's very, very well dressed. Yeah. But no, we've had great fun, mate. And looking forward to getting home, um, seeing my beautiful family, my beautiful wife, and catching up with uh, what's going on at home. Haven't been home since Tuesday. Yeah, that's, you've been away a long time, haven't you? Mm. It's been fun though, it's the last fun. three days. I've really, really enjoyed this journey with you, my mate, and Louis, and, and the whole team. Trudy, Kieran, Joey in the back. Uh, it's been a special occasion. We're going to get home. We're going to keep getting better for the people back at home. So hopefully you're enjoying our shows. Yeah, my highlight of today was was um, big, 
Ben, oh. the big rig. Yeah. <laughs> ben so Rob, good. his his chat. Well, I shouldn't say highlights. We had some some wonderful guests across the whole show, but just I thought he was a right character, eh? The old drain layer and plumber who who taught us a lot about how to throw some arrows and and some finer points of being a darts. Great detail. Actually, finer points of being a human. Tim Payne. It was very pleasant. Very, very good. So stoked to have him. He's a colleague of yours, of course. Now another wicketkeeper, is he? So there's another one of those. But Tim Payne was good. Jamie Richards and Kendra Cox had an awesome lineup today. Yeah, we did have a great lineup, didn't we? I thought Jamie, I mean, it's, it's going to be great to get him on more as well. And lots of the racing folk, because it's an important part of, of sport and our tips? fabric. I want some tips. That's a good crack, that, actually. That'll be great. Oh, if, you, if we get Jamie on and he gives me some tips. On, on Trivier? On Trivier and yeah. the Invitation Boy? Yeah, Futures Market. Yeah, he awesome. didn't really steer us away from it, did he? No. All yeah. right, I'll take that one home. Write that one down, put it in your little black book, mm. and work out how exactly you're going to make a fortune on the punt. Again. Again. <laughs> well, it's been a good day. It's been a good morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got a huge rest of the day as well. Ian Smith, 9 to 12. Mark Stafford from 12 uh, to, what do you go to? 4 o'clock. Crikey, that's good chat too. And then you've got Beaver for drive, who is worth a listen at 100%. Thanks to all of our team, to Louie, to Trudy, to Karen, to Joe. This has been Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Kakitiano. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91